Girl, take that dress off. That's mine. <laughs> I don't appreciate you wrinkling my draft. If I die and come back, I'm coming back as that dress. And I want you to wear me just like you wearing that dress. That's <laughs> daughter. And I'm Nayland. Yay! Good Hi. morning again, Nayland, on the podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to bring you some Nayland-tude. Yay! Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, sweetness and light in Nayland. Uh, <laughs> so, listeners, thank you for being back with us as well. Send all your questions to us or any gossip to intheworkroom at gmail.com. And uh, as everyone also knows, I'm just going to announce it, that I'm compiling them for a special episode um, for all three of us. So Naylin, myself, and Patricia, and we'll all answer them or respond or give our, our opinions back. And of course, I will prompt you when it's time to look at the cheat sheet that has all of our final runway looks in runway order. We also have our bracket battle update. All those are on Tumblr and sometimes on Facebook. <laughs> so you can go there. And speaking of Facebook, join us there. Facebook.com forward slash the workroom for um, lively discussions and polls. And also on Instagram at the workroom podcast. All right. I think that's it. Um, Nalen, welcome back. It's been a whole episode since I've, I've talked to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It has felt momentous. I know. I don't like those gaps. I don't like the gaps with either of you, but <laughs> such is life, such is podcasting. So I, I just want to ask you if you have anything to weigh in on from last episode, any thoughts that you would like to share before we move on to this episode? Um, I, you know, it, it was, uh, it was definitely interesting to see um, which of the um, departed designers were actually kind of um, worth something mm -hmm. and and which seemed to purely have been cast for personality. Because <laughs> uh, we, we do get back all of them except for Asma. Yes. Yeah. And and that was also heartbreaking <laughs> as well. <laughs> Poor Asma. I know she she's the most unlucky designer on this show ever. I think because yeah. not only does she get eliminated the first episode, but they bring her back, and then she kind of gets eliminated all over again. Mm hmm. Yeah, you know, it's true. No one chooses her for the team. Yeah. No, that was that was rough. Yeah. To watch. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. I think you guys were right. There's 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 more elegant ways they could have managed that than to have somebody up there like just standing around not getting picked. Yeah. I mean, we don't hear from her. We don't say anything. And why with this extra twist of there are more designers to choose if you're giving them the power, just have it be this nice, friendly match making. Yeah. Thing. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So are you ready to move in on this episode? Because mm -hmm. I think there's a lot to talk about. And um, man. All right. So this is episode 10. 
And also episode 90 of the Workroom Podcast. I think it's kind of crazy. I have not been paying attention to our episode number. <laughs> but um, we we open in the penthouse. And it's the day after the momentous Siriano save. Um, mm-hmm. The inaugural use of that. And we have Jeffrey, who's just wasting eggs, trying to make breakfast, still <laughs> flustered from the day before somehow. Um and then we also kind of get a little bit of a feedback session with Brittany and Marquise because we all know that Marquise um, was brought back from the dead and so was Brittany. I have to note mm-hmm. both on your brackets. <laughs> <laughs> so I think. Go team zombie. I mean, it's <laughs> such. It's like they're walking miracles. They're walking zombie miracles. <laughs> You know, like the best looking zombies I've ever seen. <laughs> just walking around, just, you know, undead, mm-hmm. uneliminated. And Brittany is just gracious and happy to be here. So happy to, to be like, oh, my gosh, we're going to the workroom. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yes. More, you know, more of this, like, you know, crazy competition stuff. And Marquise, I think this is also what you need to call your bracket. He goes to Brittany. Well, welcome to the Resurrection Club. we go so many directions on this yes exactly (laughs) all right so we head to the runway and um carly clomps on out and also acknowledges that Brittany is alive again and Mm -hmm. obviously i think genuinely happy that siriano saved her and she's also wearing what looks kind of like an updated Wolf of Wall Street look that mm-hmm. it's like this slick back hair and um, it looks like something that's sheer underneath, but um, it's not really an intro to the challenge. So she's she's given up on that. Mm-hmm. I also want to just take a moment here um, and and go like, what is with the shape of Carly's brows? Oh, they're basically like the shape of Wario's mustache. Like they're <laughs> like 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 it is such a pronounced um uh arch. like a, yeah, arch like but, with very sharp edges. Yeah, it maybe it's not even arch. It's a it's a chevron. It's a chevron kind of yeah. eyebrow. Yeah. It's 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 the button you push when you want to go up in the elevator. It's the <laughs> it's the shape that they've decided is like the best shape for her eyebrows yeah yeah it's very severe and i feel like it's i'm glad that you brought that up because with the whole you know oversized blazer she's still on her Mm -hmm. tom brown kick i think from last week and um then we have our uh you know those her slip back hair i just just thought like oh cd wall street guy but it's carly Mm -hmm. and so you know i guess that's also a metaphor for you know if you if you want to extrapolate evilness onto finance people they're not I, I mean, all it's evil. just a, it's just a serious it's a very serious choice and yes. it just for some reason it like leapt out at me today yeah it's just, i mean she's got a serious get up on right now yeah um so she intros this challenge with a little game so so i guess we're gonna kind of soften the edges of how severe she looks with an association game and she's like yeah so when i say tie-dye what do you think and people are yelling out 
the obvious things like right hippie and i mean i would have yelled out preschool crafts because that's mm-hmm. when i learned how to tie-dye mm-hmm. and you know you make your tie-dye shirt and you wear it to the carnival day i don't know mm-hmm. the day that all the kids wear their tie-dye shirts um but Brittany brings up her childhood and summer camp and nancy's like the six days yes i lived in the six days yes <laughs> So, so Carly um, now wants to play a a dissociation game. So let's let's do the opposite. She like forget all the things that you guys just said because it's wrong. I want to tell you, <laughs> you played the game, you said the words, and I was smiling about it, but actually you're wrong. And so what shows up on the scrim back there? What they've been doing now is using that little technology thing and mm. projecting onto stuff. And so we get a gif of Nina Garcia. Mm-hmm. She's obviously in Central Park on one of those paths where they're always doing construction and um, looking amazing amongst the trees, wearing this green dress uh, mm-hmm. with, with tie dye. And then she magically appears in real life behind the screen and comes on out wearing what we find out later is a Prada uh, tie dye shirt dress. Right. So we jump into, um, you know, our quintessential lecture time because it's time to learn about what is tie dye. And why are we doing this on this show? And mm-hmm. why is it relevant to fashion right now? Anyway, so, and I say right now because Nina says, like, tie-dye is having a moment mm-hmm. currently. So it's, it's it's you know, I'm seeing a pattern. We're jumping off of this trend on taking runway trends and, um, you know, fashioning them, so to speak, into a challenge for Project Runway. And she brings up, the designers of today who are using tie-dye like Stella McCartney, Prada, blah, blah, And their challenge officially is to take tie-dye and elevate into a runway chic look. The twist is that they're going to use fabrics that they've made themselves. So it's a tie-dye challenge, mm-hmm. but it's also a make-your-own-print challenge wrapped mm-hmm. up in that. And not only is that, uh, it's a one-day challenge. Mm-hmm. And not only that, They've got to let their their textiles dry, so it's it's a it's an extra day and a night challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while Carly is explaining this, the designers are like, "Okay, great. So it's like a day and a half. So so we're gonna spend twelve hours in the workroom. We're gonna go home. We're gonna sleep. We're gonna come back after they've dried, and it's gonna be like a six hour day." And she goes, "No, no, I don't think you guys understand how horrible this setup is that I've made for you." <laughs> so she leans over and is like, guys, it's a sleepover. You're not going to leave the workroom. <laughs> you're going to sleep over <laughs> while your fabrics die. Essentially, it's an all-nighter. And I feel like through this whole thing, you know, Delvin's face has gone from just, you know, kind of melancholy to just downright dev- devastated. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets worse and worse. And I think the only person who's really excited is Brittany because she's just happy to be alive. Um, she's mm-hmm. like a brand new, brand new puppy. So what they'll be able to do is work with Metro Dying. Um, I've actually never heard of this company before, but they're here in New York and they work with top design houses to dye their fabrics, not necessarily tie-dye, but all of the, you know, the range of, of dyeing techniques out there. And so they'll get like a, a quick masterclass from them. And then they will also be providing all of the materials. So the fabric and the and the dyes and all the stuff that you need to make different types of tie dyes. 
Now, before we go too much further, and when when we were looking at the um, when uh, when when Nina was coming out to yeah. explain the challenge, didn't a little part of you just think like, um, wait, is there like a Broadway show called Tie Dye? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> where is a larger commercial here? <laughs> I mean, I was surprised at this challenge because, again, I'm not really into them saying this is what designers, this is what other designers are doing. We want you to do the same thing because I think it's particularly difficult because there is a trend already happening. And I'm just used to them thinking of, let's see something new. Let's do something else. Um, and and I would have preferred for them to actually pull from the 60s rather than from you know the 20 late 20 teens or whatever but i i thought when nina came out i was like oh that looks like something that delvin would make (laughs) 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 but also it's and also it's just so incredibly flattering but it i don't know it i i didn't think i don't know i was just i was just surprised that they would give them this kind of challenge Mm mm-hmm but it sort of recalls, and I'm I'm spacing on the name of it. The Alexa Chung hosted um, show uh, where you made a um, you made a collection in a day. What it was like? It was like this bizarre um, Project Runway knockoff mm-hmm. that was also sort of a blending of of Project Runway and um, and uh, Chopped. Oh, basically people came on and were given like my friends and I used to call it ominous boxes. <laughs> yeah, right. so, yes, yes. Basically oh my be given gosh. a box of materials. <laughs> ominous boxes. <laughs> and uh, and Cynthia Rowley was one of the um, uh, one of the one of the hosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are yelling at the at the. Uh, uh, at their podcast right now, telling me what the name is. <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't know if anybody watched it. Besides, I hope there are other people out there who have watched this because it sounds amazing. Um. Oh my I was, god! I was going to Google ominous boxes, but now I'm realized that's not the right. That's not the right name. Um, uh, uh, yes, it was. It was on Lifetime. What? Um, yeah, yeah. So, it, so it this was, was pre. It, they got Project Runway. Okay, okay. I think I've seen I see this. Um, oh no, there's just a lot of stuff about Lexa Chung. And also Lexa Chung, who's on uh yeah. Next in Fashion <laughs> right yeah. now. You know, and talking about and I actually have been had been thinking about that show with them with this challenge because I was like, Oh, this is very now. I get it. All right. But what's next? <laughs> Something, um, it's, what was it? It's not, was it 24-hour catwalk? I think that was the working title was 24-hour catwalk. Okay. But, um, anyway, they're, like, the, the, um, yeah, the, the, uh, uh, so I guess maybe that's what it was called? You're right, 24-hour catwalk. I think Ominous Boxes is so much better. 24-hour catwalk is very literal. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm kind of disappointed at the real name. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um it it was pretty hilarious because they had they had like a crew that helped them sew. Um oh. and the and the crew was obviously cast for 
um, for sassiness. Oh, so it was man. like you had people who could who could you, they cast designers who were extra delusional, and they cast <laughs> sewers who were like you're you're extra delusional, who <laughs> are like willing to say that. So it was all about trying to provoke, you know, meltdowns by locking people up for 24 hours to have them make a show. I mean, talk about provoking meltdowns. I mean, it's it's kind of, hmm, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. That's that's something that I think about because it that's also the, the type of, show that a lot of other non-project runway shows do where they always give you like a crew of people to work with so mm-hmm. that you can do a crazy amount of work in a in a little amount of time because there was that also that that other show yes. where um you made a whole collection and it got bid on by Macy's <laughs> or mm-hmm. Neiman Marcus and it's like a whole tier like it's like oh will old navy take me will the gap take me will banana take me will sax <laughs> take me you know stuff like that yeah um yeah i don't know that's crazy. Uh, right. Anyway, if you can if you can track down copies of the if you can track down episodes, it is hilarious, and Alexa is a great host on it because she like really does not care. <laughs> so, I want to watch that. Very good on there. I mean, I do like her on on Netflix. So, um, yes. All right. Okay. So. So all of that is to say, um, tie dye locked in a room, twenty four hours. They meet the they meet the people who are dying. Yes, and um and one of the designers is a good student. Yes, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, might, that is Brittany. Might that be someone on your bracket? I saw <laughs> well, this. <laughs> I'm, I I'm, mean, I'm 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 sorry. I'm going to lay into you, Naylan. It has nothing to do with you. It is me. It is t- it's all me. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Apologize in advance. I- I mean, let's just say what what did I say about Brittany from the get go? Um, she has the temperament, the personality, and the type of characteristics that makes for good television. But she's also a great sewer and and a you know great at construction. She seems like a person who has it all, like make to make it to the end. I get it, la la la. <laughs> and then when she pulled out her memo pad, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And she's right. Okay, so let's get into this. So, so it's the masterclass with these right. dyers from from Metro Dye, mm-hmm. and um, oh gosh, like I I I even wrote down their names. I was trying to trying to be good. Craig Eaton and Kate Nolan, and mm-hmm. they come in. They're badasses. Kate's not even wearing gloves. She's all about getting her hands dirty, and mm-hmm. um, and they've told them like these are master level dyers. Dying is really mm-hmm. difficult. We're going to go through 9,000 different techniques. And then she, so Brittany does what I think they all should have done. Get your memo pad and then just yeah. watch them. Don't like do as they do. Just watch them and then you'll have mm-hmm. your time to to make later. And so Brittany mm-hmm. remembers her course from summer camp and was like, okay, yeah. So this is like a learning time and there's a doing time. Right. <sighs> yeah. I mean, and and also, if if I had just received a save, you bet I would be writing every single instruction down. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Good like point. that is the thing. Like if, if if I had just like come back on the show after being cut, I would mm-hmm. be like, I am taking notes yeah. on every damn thing. I totally agree. Where she's like, you know what? 
tomorrow is not promised and I'm going to do all that I can to make it through today. And if you're going to throw some like a thousand different new things at me, then I'm going to, I'm going to write this stuff down. And that's, you know, I, I, you know, you look around and you know, you have a, I'm just lucky that I have a know-it-all on, on my bracket who knows everything about dying apparently. And just, you know, yeah, it's just kind of looking at those people as if he's already better than them. It's like, well, you know, um, I can't believe that I have to waste my time with Metro die because I'm already a master dyer. And then we have Jeffrey who is still the color purple and right. already has shot himself in the foot. He's like, you know, I'm basically going to shit the bed on this. I already know mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to fail. This is going to be terrible. And then you have Delvin who yeah, is who's not... like, this is too much information for me to take in. Yeah. He's not into learning anything significant, any, any significant skill right now. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, and it's the thing like dying is not easy. I've done it. You've done it. And of course. you kind of learn through a lot of trial and error, but when you only have 18 hours <laughs> and yeah. you can't make a mistake, that's, I mean, that's not enough time to dye fabric, let it dry and then make a whole garment. Like that's kind of ridiculous stakes here. So, um, anyway, yeah. yeah. I mean, tie dyeing for me was like listening to earth, wind and fire. It was something that my older cousins did and taught me how to do. Like I got to tag along with them while they were like in, you know, community college in New Bedford and, Mm -hmm. and like hang out with the older kids and, uh, and tie dye with them and feel like I was part of the counterculture. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's because I, I, I mean, OK, because it's like a mixture of, of joy and, and, and panic <laughs> with the <laughs> timeline here, because I and I well, yeah, and I tie dyed in preschool and I think throughout elementary school, there's other days that we were able to tie dye and I just thought it was just magic. And I was in a latchkey mm-hmm. program in in, um, in, in, in uh, elementary school. So we definitely you know after school programs would do like tie dye stuff. <clears throat> and so right. I never really associated it with a particular time, but just with it's so fun and it's magical and it's kind of crazy. But um, yeah, just like like a little yeah. little surprise thing there. So yeah, and so yeah, I don't know. So so we get on into it and we get Sergio for once being um, super sensible. Hmm. You know, he's like, um, I'm uh, the thing is that the silk is much better. I'm not going to fuck with anything else. Nope. Right. He's like, give me that satin. Give me that charmeuse. Yep. Um, um, still still kind of delusional here. Um, In I, some ways. I love yes. I, you know, I'm starting to feel a little less angry about it because it's like, you know, because I'm not using cotton. They always look so dull and dated. I'm not a dull and dated designer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's, you know, no delusional fool edit here going back to the time where he did use cotton specifically. And, you know, it was kind of a dated look, but he is, right. he is correct. Like silks do take faster and they saturate the colors. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and of course, in a time sensitive thing, um, 
choose the silks, guys. So he says this, and then we kind of cut to both Delvin and Victoria choosing cottons and right. announcing it to the room that they're going to choose right. cotton twill and and cotton blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey is immediately in his own head. He yes. wants to make a dress, but he's like freaking out about it in all these ways. Um, people are sketching, mm-hmm. and and this time around, I've noticed that um, you don't quite see it here, but you will see it later on. Um, that pilot clearly had like a like excellent negotiators for their contracts because every episode somebody <laughs> is using those damn pens and erasing them. <laughs> In case you did not know, can I say like, I noticed that last have erasable pens. Oh my god! I think it was either last week or the week before that. Where I don't know why is it sticking in my head now that you say that. Pilot is a genius. Those pilot people, because yeah. I distinctly remember Jeffrey freaking out about his designs as always, and then Christian going, yeah. "Maybe you should pare down the shoulders." And then we yeah. cut to him erasing the shoulders on his little yes. pad. And I remember yeah. thinking, like, didn't he just write in pen? How is he erasing that? And, oh, man. <laughs> wow. Wow. I've been taken. Um, I mean, so we have, we do get to see some of these sketches. And I, I do have to point out Jeffrey, who is freaking out, but has been going through this this revolution of paring down his designs and trying to be chic, not, not to over-design. Um, he's over-correcting for the last time he was on the bottom with the sheer challenge, but I think it, it's mm-hmm. been going really well for him. Mm-hmm. And then we have Marquise, whose inspiration is a quote-unquote, a girly girl, who mm-hmm. wants to have a, a look-at-me moment. And mm-hmm. I think with Marquise, at this time, I was like, well, I would love to see more menswear-inspired things from you because that's yes. what's been going really, really well for you. So mm-hmm. instead, it's interesting to me that he doesn't think that what he's been doing is feminine and that mm-hmm. um, he's going to do like a little, a very, very feminine flouncy type thing. Um, and I just was hoping that he would go in a more menswear direction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We have Nancy who is making pants. She's the only one who isn't racing for the dye. And uh, I think she's done with her sketching, but uh, is going backwards from everyone else. Yeah. And starting off with well, just draping. And, and, and I think it's because um, Nancy's whole thing, as we've seen before, is that normally she'll make a textile, uh, you know, she'll do some sort of fabric treatment mm-hmm. and then cut the garment and she's thinking like, oh, I better make sure I, I have something to try on the model before mm-hmm. before I get involved with this other thing. And that, you know, fair enough. Um, that, you know, not doing that trips some other people up. Mm-hmm. But it's also, um, it's, a, it's a little unnerving um, for her to just think that she'll be able to knock it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of on its face makes practical sense because of the time. But mm-hmm. um, but but I, I agree. It's just uh, I was a little worried, especially yeah. because she says she's going to make pants. And right. I'm like, all right, OK. Um, how hard is it to make pants? 
for you. Yeah. Like you just seem like you're pretty good at making pans. Yeah. Um, we go over to Victoria. Delvin. Victoria wants to buy denim. Mm-hmm. And she wants to just make the the bottoms all in um all in all in denim. And she's telling Delvin, you know, you you know, you have to make something different, right? Different from last week. <laughs> I mean, and the week before, we see a shot of her sketch. Yes, which is, um, a, like. Very distressing to me. <laughs> because she's also trying to go feminine because like everything else that I've made is so it's so tight fitting. It's very uh it's very body conscious and I'm going to go casual. I want to be casual. Right. So yeah, what did you think about her sketch? <laughs> I I mean, it's like this weird like flounce like maybe her idea of what hippies are are they wear jeans and like peasant dresses oh. you know peasant blouses so she's got sort of like the ultra peasant blouse with like 50 flounces on it yeah and then um and then an amazing combination of uh of uh skinny jeans <laughs> with daisy dukes like <laughs> Uh, worn over them and i think delvin says something like are those jeans under there like basically saying like that can't be right yeah like, like what is what, that whatever do that like wear <laughs> like basically thong cut shorts yes. over her jeans and and she's like yeah that's what this is and he's like Oh, that's what. Uh, wait. Oh, you mean like what you have on right now? And then like she walks away from the table. It's like, oh my god, that's what she's wearing. Oh it's my like, god. Yeah, because you, you look at the sketch. It looks like, you know, it's just shorts, like really, really high cut shorts. And so yeah. this is where I was so confused because I'm like, there's no way you're making jeans. Do you mean just jeans shorts? And you're just categorizing shorts as jeans? Yeah. But no, you're right. Like she's, <laughs> yeah, she's wearing these really, really high. Okay, so what is that? Is she were those tights underneath, or were those jeans that she was wearing? I it I I mean let's let's roll the tape here. Okay, I'm I'm looking back, and I'm thinking because they were so dark. I thought she's wearing like you know just tights underneath those. Yeah, are those tights? I'm trying to get there where, to the shot of her. I know there's a later shot of her too. Okay. Um, let's see here. We're coming up on it. Um, here she goes. She turns away. I think that those are like full on. That's another pair of jeans underneath. Oh those man! Shorts. Oh my gosh! I wow, Nayland, I can't. I. <laughs> <laughs> I wow I am so confused now you know so many things have been happening with my brain with this episode I think my brain is protecting me in a way where there's certain things that I just don't see and it's because I choose not to see it okay so listeners I've I've what I've done so I have it running in the background I've uh, I've rewound all the way back to the beginning where we see the challenge because you can see the jeans clearly when they're yeah. getting the challenge from Nina. Yeah. I just, oh my <laughs> gosh. No. <laughs> I mean, what's happening? Well, also, wow. let's, let's, um, 
at no point in in mm-hmm. this series has anyone said to her, you know, I love what you have on right now. Why don't you design <laughs> something like that? Which which they have said to any number of other designers. They said to everyone else. Like Marquise yeah. and, you know, if, if there's yeah. anything wrong with their designer, like, well, we don't like this, but we like how you've styled yourself. That's Nina. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Holy crap. So anyway. Okay. Thanks so... for pointing that out. Now, I just feel like there's an, another layer just opened up and I've fallen into it. It's like this weird yeah. crevice of what the hell. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, but what did you think about our conversation with Delvin about? And because I, I think it was well noted. Um, yes. Because she's telling Delvin, <clears throat> Delvin wants to make a shirt dress, essentially what I thought he'd right. already made for Nina. So yeah. when he says this, it's to me, I'm like, I can't believe you've not only is this something that you've already done, but you've looked at Nina and you've seen her wearing it. So why would you want to make something that she's already worn? Right. And it's our, it's made by Prada. Could right. Could you just kind of lean against something else and again, take the critiques like Victoria is like it's finally gotten through to her. Um, and she's trying to pass it on to you. You need to mm-hmm. do something a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, this is the point at which we get – this is the episode, I think, where it's really clear, like, you know, Delvin is someone who's working super hard to get himself out of his circumstances, mm-hmm. has really built a business – um, and, and, uh, and is really, really driven, but, you know, is not, doesn't have like a deep range of patterns to draw on, like doesn't have hmm. a whole lot of, um, uh, design, you know, has, has, has ideas about clothes but doesn't have a a a ton of design training to Mm -hmm. be able to go into something in some ways he's very like jeffrey i think that jeffrey also is one of these self-taught people who knows how to make certain kinds of garments and is attracted to certain kinds of silhouettes and keeps going back and forth Mm -hmm. to that Mm -hmm. um and and i think that delvin is you know, um, capable and willful, but doesn't have a whole, a, a whole lot of versatility. And this is where we're up against it. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate because I, I think for him, he could easily have gone. No, no, he couldn't have. Never mind. Cause I was like, we got pants last week and they were kind of in the week before and they were wonky. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I totally agree. All right. Don't you love how nobody's making a caftan? <laughs> like on on other seasons where we where it was like caftanorama, like it d- doesn't dawn on anyone here to make a caftan. You know, the first person that comes to my mind when you say caftan is Anya. Yeah. There's like a But but yeah. there's what um Uli? Yes. Was all caftans? Um uh oh my gosh yes I mean and, it, and especially for this because if you want to show off your your print then you yeah. don't have to cut it up so much you can just basically just kind of drape around it and yeah, yeah no 
maybe Kaftan is too uh, referential to the 60s or the 70s or something. I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I think that also probably is an influence of what's happening in the workroom. A lot of people love pattern pieces (laughs) and working Mm -hmm. in muslin first. Um, Yeah, no, huh? That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Delvin, you know, sees a warning sign and drives right past it. Right. And then we get into the nobody paid attention during class. Hey, hey, and now they're hey, all asking. Brittany, Brittany. Is, do you boil silk? Brittany, Brittany is it boiled Brittany, or is it cold? Brittany, it, let Brittany. me copy off your homework. Can I like hey, look Brittany, at your notes? Let me like, copy off your homework. Oh my God. Hey, nerd. Nerd. Yeah. You, yeah. Nerd. Did you do the homework last night? Because class starts in like five minutes, and if you don't, if you don't give me your your answers to your uh to the to the homework, I'm gonna I'm gonna shove you in this locker over here. Hey, nerd! And so yeah. she's <laughs> and she's so gracious about it, even though in a talking head she's pissed. <laughs> well, and she's like, okay, do I want to be evil, mm-hmm. or do I want to be good? She chooses to. But- she you know, to, to be good. Yeah, she chooses, she chooses to, be, to share her information. Yes, and she's um, she's she. I feel like she's better off for it because it still doesn't soak in to a lot of people. Um, right. What they're actually having to do, but we also get to see how many things go into dyeing fabrics. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. so many factors. All right, so um, it's time to get their supplemental fabric, and so they're right. going to be able to go to Mood. Yes. And they get $175 and yes. they do get their talking to from Christian that uh, the star of the show needs to be the tie dye. So 80% tie dye and then maybe 20% of this supplemental fabric at Moon. Yeah. Can I just say that like this opening mood montage, by the way, like the 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 establishing shot of the T-shirt at Mood and then when Christian's standing in front of that bale of fabric, like <laughs> it. There's something where Mood is just rubbing their their noses in the fact that there are lots of great sheer fabrics <laughs> at Mood that none of you guys chose. Like, look at that great, like, sheer print Harlequin thing that is going over the Mood t-shirt. I know! I mean, not. it was... <laughs> it's like, wow, that's a very cool sheer fabric. And then, like, Christian's, like, there, look at, like, he's in front of, like, this thing with, like, these great, like, sort of embroidered shears yeah. behind it. And it's, like, those, <laughs> and those things are probably on sale, ready to go, just waiting, and, you know, just yeah. amazing looking little prints. So yeah. much fun. No, you're right. <laughs> I mean, later on, you know, we'll get there, but, like, Carly wears a sheer shirt. In yeah. So yeah. they're still explaining yeah. what sheer is. Yeah, sheer is so hot right now. So hot. Oh, my um, gosh, sheer. Everywhere. Anyway, so they're running around. We get another shot of Victoria's bizarre short. <laughs> and then we get some swatch a footage. Swatch. <laughs> swatch is so over it. Um, this is <laughs> – we have to just say Swatch is an old man. <laughs> swatch is a very old man at this point. I mean, it, when you just think about, like, how long has the show been on <laughs> – Right. Yeah. Yeah. Swatch hasn't been on every season, but but I, mean, um, I don't think we've seen Swatch walk around in like three years. 
<laughs> yeah. They set a camera yeah. in front of his face, and he's like, oh, my God. Can I? Yeah. Look, I, they put this thing on me. I said no. They still did it against my will. I'm looking a little fancy today. And, yeah, no. It's just kind of, you know, splayed out there. A little swatch. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, let's see here. We have, we have Jeffrey, who... I think is the only person who brought a sample of their tie dye with them to look at stuff at mood, which I thought was pretty smart. Um, but he's looking a little downtrodden as usual. I think mood is triggering to him. And, um, but he's like carrying around this weird looking, um, I don't know, this supplemental fabric that is kind of this orange, but like a, like a, a like a sherbet orange color and um having i don't know things are kind of going in this weird direction where he's taking the fabric placing it on the ground and i think finally um i think christian talks to him a little bit about what to do here or i don't think actually never mind i don't think he actually offers him any any help in this situation Mm -hmm. (laughs) um Let's see here. Brittany is trying to choose some chiffon as well. I think she's still, all of her supplemental fabrics are going to be silk. She's still, you know, being the good student here. And Sergio is thinking of making some 3D panels. I just wrote that down because I'm like, what what are three, what is this 3D panel business going on? Um, So we get some more swatch. I think swatch kind of like, Stands up and then decides, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Swatch is um, uh, 12 years old <laughs> as of as um, as of now. We'll be 13 in July. Oh. So that's a that's a lot for Boston. Yeah. Their swatches. I don't know how many more years we will have with Swatch. Swatch. Mark. This is long we get so, to see Swatch's face. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we leave Swatch, who is yeah. you know just so tired of everyone and and yes. wants a nap. We go back to the workroom for this official start of the marathon. Mm-hmm. They have seventeen more hours. We get a countdown throughout the episode, and once they walk through, it starts at seventeen. I mm-hmm. have to ask you, Nayland, when was your last all nighter? When was my last all-nighter? Um, gosh. Where something's due, you, you yeah, know yeah, you're yeah. going to have to... I think, <laughs> uh, I, I think it was... Um, I had to... Um, I had to get some stuff together for um, my show at Matthew Marks before... Um, flying out there in in August, and I think that was the last the last all nighter. Was like finishing that up and packing. Was yeah. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I was actually just kind of racking my brain because this whole episode made me so tired. When I know I have to stay up, uh-huh. um, it's like a my I I just kind of do this thing. Well, my last all nighter. Um, I had to actually, this is, this is interesting. So 
I had so I had my show up, up in Rochester and I did something really dumb where I decided to make a skirt <laughs> that I wanted to wear for my opening. And so I, you know, it, I'm not a master sewer, of course. I'm not I'm not Speedy Gonzalez and I'm just whatever. And I knew that it would take me a really long time. So I thought I'd put myself up in a really good situation where I cut all the fabric the way I needed it. But it was kind of a complicated skirt. And um, yeah, I, I, I packed up my work and because there's some stuff that I could bring with me on the train because I work with like these soft textile blankets. And so I'm like, I can bring this with me. And then I stayed up packing and I finished that damn skirt. <laughs> and I slept on a train because it's like a seven hour hour ride. <laughs> to right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So that was my last all nighter. And I, I was so mad at myself because I'm like, you could have planned better. But even just watching this, that's what I thought. I'm like, oh, oh man, all nighters are just uh, they just they're so daunting and to watch them coming into the workroom knowing you're not gonna sleep (laughs) Mm -hmm. you want to do a good job on this you gotta just stay up all night yeah or do some or or do some planning for like what's the stuff that you can do um while you still have some capacity and the stuff that i mean you know to to go to to the thing about nancy maybe nancy's thinking like okay I know that the dying I can do when I'm sort of dead on my feet and mm-hmm. don't and and I'm waiting for it to dry or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. So I'll leave that for later on. The sewing is the thing that I need to be able I need to be alert and paying attention for. Right, right. You know, and so maybe that was her that was her plan. Yeah, I because I, I really did see where she was going with this. Um, because she's, we, we start with Nancy a little bit yeah. and she's, again, she's bringing back another pair of pants mm-hmm. and we see a flashback of Elaine kind of scolding her from last week or maybe the previous week where she's like, we keep seeing these pants. Right. And she's like, no, but these pants are totally yeah. different as far as I'm concerned. And I'm yeah. like, okay, which means that they're the same. <laughs> if right. it's as far as and you're again, concerned, Nancy. Uh, and and again, it's like you know, um, Nancy's experience as a designer is not, you know, she's just out of school, right, right. And so, as much as you can make your own clothes, that you don't necessarily have a lot of experience with a lot of different patterning. Yeah, and especially if she's come up with this version of pants that. I don't know how long it took her to de- develop this or mm-hmm. which pattern she put together, but she's clearly very proud of them and, pr- and very proud of right. how she's able to do them. And, um, and we'll see with other designers with such little time, then it's kind of like you have to resort to something that you kind of know. It's just unfortunate mm-hmm. that she's made these pants so frequently throughout the entire season. Um, mm-hmm. We have a little moment with Sergio with your guy um <laughs> you know because uh yeah I feel like um sir, so, after last week's epic clap back yeah after after last week's he's decided to make a dress about the good old days so if he didn't 
really get across last week that he really meant it when he thought the 1950s was the last time that we all had a great, that this, where this country was in going in the right direction, you know, before the Civil Rights Act and when segregation was a right. thing and, you know, you know, black people. And I mean, that's all. all people I mean, color, that's, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like, how old is he? And, and, his understanding of what the 50s actually were anyway he he goes like I'm, i feel like the i feel like the um i feel like the judges are afraid of me and so i should just shut up about the stories it's like yeah probably yes, as yes. everyone has been telling you yes for months like these stories actually do not help you make better dresses exactly <laughs> like they are they are like completely weird distractions that um that you keep trying to lay on top of what you're interested in making to make it mean something whereas mm-hmm. what you want to do is make cocktail dresses for rich ladies in texas yes and and um, i mean i'm all about <laughs> getting there i you know, he's totally wrong like the whole premise of why he's doing it is wrong but as long as you do it just do it the judges are not afraid I mean, of you yeah. but you need to stop laying on yeah. the stories on top of it just get there yeah so um and you could edge might actually like develop better politics if you stopped thinking that you knew the answer beforehand like that's the Mm -hmm. thing it's it's when somebody's presuppositions about what something means get in the way of them actually seeing the way that they behave and what the impact is on the people around them Mm -hmm. that's that's like bad politics yeah yeah um so so he goes and has he calls his poppy his, mm-hmm. his boyfriend, um, Cade, for some reassurance and some affirmation. And Cade gives mm-hmm. him all the affirmation that he needs because yes. it's like, I am so proud of you. You're doing so much heavy lifting there. You're so smart. We are the most amazing people on this planet. And when we're together, we're going to rule this world. But while mm-hmm. we're apart, we're going to rule our own sides of the world. And you know it's just uh, yeah yeah so it's basically they're you know uh, yeah grandiose together i'll just say that yeah so all right yeah um anything else to say about that before we move on to christian <laughs> just that i can't he seems to keep calling oh he's say he's saying he's saying poppy i thought he was saying puppy oh no poppy okay yeah all right then I then I retract it. Wait, what were you gonna say? If he were no, calling he kept, Kid Puppy, he kept calling him. I thought he was calling him Puppy, and then I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> is this like kind of like because the gay male puppy thing is like a huge thing in mm-hmm. the gay community, and huh, uh, and and so I thought maybe it was that, but no. As as the as the subtitles tell me, it's Poppy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and I, it's so funny. Although he, that never seems, isn't he from, isn't his family from Mexico? Yeah. Like that never seems like a Mexican thing. Like, like that, isn't that like more of like a Puerto Rican Caribbean thing? No, it's, it's a Poppy. Mexican thing too. I thought, I thought people, I, I thought folks from Mexico, I guess it depends on where you are in, where you're from in Mexico, but Maybe. anyway. Yeah, I know. I'm from LA and I've, I've heard people say Bobby You heard people say it? Okay. Bobby and <laughs> it's definitely more in, um, in New York, but it, you know, 
Well, actually, no, 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 it depends on, I guess, where you are. But yeah, no, I it I, I think it's interesting yeah. because um, maybe it's a generational thing. Yeah, I it, it might it's, be. It, it really is like a cultural signifier that I don't um, um, that I'm just sort of wary about because it became like a huge thing in the gay community. And I just oh. I'm like, all right, huh. that's interesting. Anyway. Maybe there's a little bit more going on here. Um, yeah, I mean, because I, you know, I, it, I don't know, I'm just fascinated at their relationship and the more, I want to hear more from Cade. I just want to know how they talk with one another <laughs> because I think if we gave Cade some more camera time, he'd also say something like, oh my God, you know, cause if I die and my thoughts don't manifest into words, then those words won't change. You know, it's, I'm like, I think they're so similar in how they see one another and and Kate's the one who cries at the drop of a dime, and then uh, Sergio's the one who's, you know, kind of sociopathically cold. <laughs> mm. Mm. So, but they love each other. They love each yeah. other. Anyway. All right. So Sergio feels a lot better after talking to Bobby. Yes. And um, the we, sun goes down. Yes. Yes. Christian and in walks Christian. Christian rolls out and uh, wants a t shirt. Because what they've been yeah. doing is testing all of their dyes on these white t-shirts and hanging them yeah. outside to dry. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of t-shirts out there. Yeah. <laughs> so I was a little confused, I think, before, because I was like, is that their fabric or what's mm-hmm. going on? But he's like, is anyone going to gift me a t-shirt? I would love one. I'm a small. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, I actually want one, too. <laughs> Where are um, those t-shirts going to go? You know. Victoria offers one. Can we just say, like, Christian's being a little transactional about the save? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yep. can you, let's just pull back for a second. Can you imagine Tim Gunn, like, walking in to the workroom and demanding things from the designers? I know. <laughs> like, Just like, put on the pressure. Get, like, give me a T-shirt and then also, like, admire me and then also tell me I look good in green. And then also, it's like, <laughs> this is the thing, Christian. Like, it, you know, there is a thing about, like, overshadowing the folks who are currently on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a little uh, uncomfortable for me. But his whole thing is like... You know, Victoria, look at me. Like, like this is how you mentor someone. Pay attention to me. <laughs> Give me a present, and then yeah, tell, yeah. He's like, I would like a treat. You know, like he's kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so. I think later on, he's like, uh, if if you don't get through this challenge, you're gonna owe me a check, Brittany. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, mm, yeah. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, no, I think this probably shows. Okay, because this makes me think of he. It's good that he he saved Brittany and not someone else, where it would translate strangely, because it clearly is a joke. But for instance, like with Victoria, if if he'd save Victoria, he's like, Victoria, owe me something, and Victoria would be like, Oh, you what? Like, why, why these? Right. (laughs) I would rather not have your save if now I have to owe you a check after this if I get eliminated, and you know stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So they totally talks to Nancy him. about ice dyeing. Yeah. And we get to see that she's got some experience. So she's right. done this technique of dyeing that uh, 
Christian has never heard of before. And she explains, like, you know, you get your uh, powdered dye, you throw it on top of this, of and it as the ice melts, and it incorporates all the colors. And she works mm-hmm. with this program in Philadelphia called the Refugee Women's Textile Initiative, mm-hmm. where she works with women in that program to make scarves and has taught them how to do this technique. Mm-hmm. And she's she talks about like she and so I want to know which fashion school she went to in Philly, um, because that's also where the first um, Jay McCarroll is from. Um, Jay mm-hmm. McCarroll also teaches yes. at a school in Philly, and we also have had other winners from Philadelphia. So I I'm I'm I guess we're putting Nancy in Philly as one of our other prominent Philly designers from Project Runway, but she said that she volunteered with them because she wanted to do something that was. Um, uh, service-minded while being a fashion designer. And I think it's interesting because we know Nancy has transitioned from her corporate arena to fashion, which is something mm-hmm. that she's doing for herself. And then while doing something for herself, she's like, I I got to do something important also. Um, yeah. So, you know, and you kind of juxtapose that with Sergio. We haven't heard anything that Sergio's doing um, for others. Um, but... I think it's great that we haven't learned this about Nancy until now because she wasn't going to talk about it until something right. um, directly referenced that. But um, all that being said, she hasn't started dyeing her fabrics. Mm-hmm. Christian's worried, but right. I was like, I think she'll be fine with the dyeing part yeah. after realize after learning that she's done this before and she's really good at it and she's taught it before. Right. So and and you know I think. To be fair, Christian's just more worried that she won't have any presents made for him in time. <laughs> like, you haven't made me a a t-shirt. I'm collecting everything. There are 50 out there, and there are none from you, Nancy. I need 55. Can you make me five? I Like, what are we doing here? Why are we here? I'm like, Christian, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not here for you. Yeah. <laughs> I love how it bothers you so much. <laughs> Because <laughs> I think it's important, but I think it's I. Because to me, it's so it's so amusing, but it makes me think a little bit more about uh, his mentoring technique and how it could be a little I, bit grinding when you're on no sleep. Yeah, and I just again, I I always I was attracted to the show because it seemed to me like a real metaphor for um, art school and and how things run, and so I get very hinky about what. You know, I, I, I feel a certain way when I feel someone's not being a good teacher. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's that's you know that's my meta game with the show. Yeah, that I makes, feel like that makes total sense. It's a really it's it's bad news as a teacher when you center yourself all the time and make the students like pay attention to you and you know make it your story yep yep it's it's not great (laughs) yeah not great um so i'm i you know i'll let you know nayland i am not looking to christian for any pointers on (laughs) how to improve as an educator (laughs) christian is not my example christian should be looking to you let's just put it Uh, that way Aw, thanks, Nalen. You haven't even seen me. T- well, no, never mind. No, you have. You have. Heard yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how I am where I'm like, you know, I kind of. OK, 
well, and we'll talk about this off podcast, but also because <laughs> because with Christian, I think boundaries are so important. And so it's kind of like if you want people to take you seriously and when you say things out of your mouth, when you tell Nancy, I'm worried that you haven't started dyeing your textiles, then you want that to land in a certain way. And so you right. have to com- you have to comport yourself throughout the workroom um, right. in a way where, you know, whatever you say will be taken in a certain um, context. And so yeah. you just, uh, you know, just be careful about those boundaries, Christian. Anyway. Yeah. Just right. look at the difference between I'm concerned mm-hmm. and you're frightening me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Man. if you truly if you truly have the power. Oh my gosh. You do not need to be dramatic. I think I'm gonna do I really <laughs> wanna do a reel now of cutting between Tim Gunn's and Christian Seriano's <laughs> I really feel like it would be so instructive. Oh, man, it would be kind of mean, too. Maybe I, I won't do that. <laughs> totally right. All right. Um, but we're still in Christian. And mm-hmm. Christian moves on to Marquise. And um, Marquise shows Christian um, a little swatch of uh-huh, swatch of uh, tie-dye. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, and he calls it old school. It's like this feels like old tie-dye. And we want to mm-hmm. kind of get out of that, which I... Which I, I agreed with, with Marquise in particular. Yeah. Um, we also get this interstitial of washers and dryers. So yeah. I have no idea if the washers and dryers, there's a whole line of them, if they've always been there. But, you know, props to the props people. If the washer and dryers are just for this 18-hour challenge. Because, um, so that we do see that they are able to kind of speed up the drying process because they have mm-hmm. machines in the workroom. Right. I mean, wow. I just had to point that out. That's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have a little bit of about Jeffrey here. Jeffrey is Aww. again like getting a little freaked out. Yeah. Um. Uh. And 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 here we get an instance of, um, Christian, being, uh, genuinely helpful. Yes. Um, basically like hands, um, you know, hands Jeffrey a kind of story about what he's done Mm -hmm. that, uh, that allows him to like see a way forward. Yeah. Because Jeffrey's really hating like the color that his dye samples have come out to be. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Christian gives him another way to think about it. Yeah. Which is good. Uh, Yeah. I really liked this interaction because... Just sort of like Marquise, where I want Marquise to embrace where he really wants to go, which is menswear. Mm-hmm. And Jeffrey seems to had been. I we learned a lot about Jeffrey here because um, Christian steers him towards the, the use of the color. It's like you've got mm-hmm. this weird green story going on. So instead of redoing everything and and wasting more time, how about we treat this as like a new camo? Because he's associating mm-hmm. it with things that Jeffrey's done before, and um, he's been on this military kick. And then we get um, a reel of Jeffrey, or you know, a little montage of Jeffrey with his father, and learn mm-hmm. that they have reconciled. And I'm just like, uh, okay, we've been 
we've been fed this narrative of Jeffrey that mm-hmm. he grew up on a, like an army brat um and you know with a super super conservative family and and mm. he's like the club kid um weirdo on the side who's just kind of breaking out breaking out of this mold of a thing and mm. then we get the resolution of this kind of heartbreaking story where he's he has been spending more time with his father and um tells us that perhaps this is also why military has been influencing his designs a little bit more also along in the color palette. And I'm like, wow, this makes more sense because I was thinking that Jeffrey was dealing with sort of like latent daddy issues and kind of mm-hmm. he's unconscious, unconsciously leaning into a place that was bringing him pain. And it actually isn't bringing him pain. It's coming out of uh, this real um, reconciled relationship with his father. And I'm like, what? Then lean all the way into the military. Just go in. I I just felt a lot better about his designs retroactively after learning this new information about him. I, I, yeah, no, I agree. Um, It's definitely a better, um, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to see him um, have uh, a kind of fuller story there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it seems it seems it seems good. Yes, it does. It won't last. He's he seems <laughs> happy. It won't last. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean rule, uh, but I mean, oh, wait, do you mean on the show or in life? <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 on the on on the episode okay. on the episode it's not... oh, okay no because I'm this is the thing I did not choose Jeffrey because I f- he's like a walking talking ticking tie bomb like look at his skin he just looks yeah. like he's constantly on the brink of actually exploding so um, I I have been feeling my regrets of course and I've you know I've, I've voiced that before but my other choice would have been Victoria Jeffrey was way down the list because I was like he's gonna. <laughs> end up in a puddle somewhere you know in like you know just splayed across the workroom floor and we'll like where's jeffrey it's like oh here's that pink spot like there's jeffrey (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's not guaranteed that he wasn't just going to melt down i i kind i mean between you and me i kind of thought he was gonna be um gone before now i'm very glad that he's here yeah yeah same Um, but at the same time, I think that there was definitely a uh, it was, you know, it could go either way. Right. So this is predicated on your mood. I mean, yeah. like on their disposition. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, and also this kind of segues nicely into Brittany, another person I would never. I didn't choose her because of that. And but here here she is on your bracket. And so, <laughs> so Christian. <laughs> So Christian comes over. She's our she's our next person in in our little critique section, and um, it's really quick. But she's doing those sleeves again, and I, th- I again I think Christian gives her some really great advice because he's like, listen, this is a tie dye challenge, and everyone's gonna have a print or a tie dye thing. You need to think more about your shape and your silhouette. Um, do something else with your sleeves. It looks like she's going to do what she always does with her sleeves. Mm-hmm. So I think she thinks her straps are her signature, but I, I don't think it's the straps. I think it's the sleeves. Um, and we have, uh, 
I think I, yeah, we kind of kind of raced through Marquise and Sergio. I don't know if you if if anything stood out to you about those mm, conversations no, with Christian. Um, because then we have Victoria, Victoria from Moldova, mm. and she's gonna do. She's saying she's doing a lot of stuff. She's mm-hmm. um got a shirt over a pant. She's got a. We don't know this yet, but but shorts over a pant. She's gonna bleach part of her pants, and she shows Christian an exa- a, a little swatch of of the of bleach denim, and Christian leaps back into 2002. He's like, oh my god, this is a Britney Justin moment from the red carpet of 2002, and <laughs> we get the which whole... is wrong. I mean, <laughs> actually, like when each when they show the picture of it, no, that's yes. not that that is um that the the britney thing is hideous right but but is not um bleached out denim no it isn't and certainly not in the way that victoria is presenting it no i think and i think i i even would have i i would have gone back further like this is not 2000 aughts or it's it's the 90s um you know like Jordash or whatever it's a it's a very again dated look and or it's like a, a skinhead punk like bleach look mm-hmm. it's really bleached like, it's almost she's yeah. whitened yeah, yeah. like it's it's yeah. almost white yeah um, I, I will tell you um, that uh, in in the 70s, I had a moment where it was like, oh, my God, this bleached jeans. Like when it was hard to get like straight leg um, uh, 501s as we think of them now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, and that sort of punk bleach thing was like super cool. Um, I did that to my to a pair of jeans um, and, uh, left the bleach on way too long. <laughs> like put them like, like bleached them in the bathtub. Oh no. You know, just poured like, bleach them over in, like, them undiluted. Hmm? Oh man. Okay. Undiluted bleach. Well, not, well, basically like splashed bleach onto them Yeah. in the tub so that you would get like spots and uneven patches mm-hmm. and didn't realize that if left untended, like bleach will just eat directly through the fabric. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's like I pulled out the jeans and like pulled them on and they immediately began to like shred. <laughs> See? Trial and error. Trial and error. Yeah, I I've done that before. I mean it's it's not it has nothing to do with jeans, but just basically like I overbleached some white fabric where uh, it just got to the point where it just it just thinned it out so much it fell apart. Because it's like, oh, yeah. I thought bleach was supposed to just make it super white. It's like, no, no, it, it's doing some stuff to the fabric yeah. also. So, I, I, yeah, it kind of looks like she's over bleached this thing here. Um, but also, I don't know. I don't feel like you don't really need to do a test. I won't. I, I just won't go there. Like, it's kind of like she's it feels like she's sort of also wasting her time um, mm-hmm. just experimenting with stuff that's not tie dye. So, um Yeah. Um, we also have Delvin, who is wearing the the uh, the 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 denim apron that everyone has, mm-hmm. not his lab coat because he doesn't want to get that dirty. And he's also doing a coat dress, a different kind right. of coat dress. 
So now here's the thing. If if Delvin was super smart, he would make a lab coat <gasps> and tie-dye it. What? <laughs> that is such a great idea. You know, like, like take the thing that you are, um, you know, deeply associating yourself with and make that into a wild dress. Also, I didn't, I don't know why nobody, they all did these sort of test dyed t-shirt things. Like, what if you sewed a bunch of those t-shirts together into like a kind of crazy dress? Yeah. Like, like sort of embrace, like you, like you could take it from the, take it, you know, from the direction that, yes, this is what everybody does with tie dye, but then, um, make that into a wilder thing. Hmm. And so I think, yes, if Del, like one way out of Delvin's dilemma would be to, um, uh, start with the lab coat. Man, yeah, I, I, it's so interesting because I can't ever see Delvin, quote unquote, disgracing. <laughs> right. I mean, for him, exactly. it, would, it would be, yeah. it would, it would be that interpretation. Like he would interpret it that way. And like I'm not going to disgrace it because I, I, I there's so much. I, I'm, I don't knock him for not wanting to wear his lab coat while he's dying, even though, um, mm-hmm. that's what a lab coat is for. Um, right. it's, it is an apron essentially it's a different right. type of apron it just yeah. covers you up and also yeah. it's a it's something that you use in a scientific lab when you need long sleeves because fluids are flying around and you need yeah. more protection of your body and so um but yeah I, I, I wow that's a really great um idea because it's also something that's tailored there's a collar you can mm-hmm. do whatever you want with those collars or buttons and right. it kind of looks like a like a suit Right. It is a suit. It's your suit. Yeah. Man. It's, I, I think it's that thing of um, he has yet to experience enough of this world to be able to treat it with irreverence. And yeah. that's sort of where he needs to get to. Yeah. Like at a certain point and in any profession, you need to um, it, you need to kind of admit that it's like we're making all this stuff up. Like there is no, there is absolutely no scale that exists uh, objectively out in the world that can tell you that something is fashionable or not fashionable. Right. It is right. entirely like a, a a consensual like story that everybody is making up and mm-hmm. telling themselves. Yeah. And so, if you can never admit that and play with that, then you don't have the chance to actually like change that or inflect it instead you're just always acting reverent towards um other people's made-up stories yeah i mean with delvin again very very, the use of the lab coat is in reverence to these um very standard well you know high profile standard bearers of fashion mm-hmm. kind of like at the pinnacle of what everyone has agreed is 
the Holt. Like it's the the high right. uh, highest peak that you can ever reach, which are the couture houses in in Paris. You know, right? And man, there's so many things about Delvin that I find so interesting, and even this, you know, because uh, I would because while you're 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 talking about that, I'm like, well, I feel like you would have to have some type of sense of humor to want to mm-hmm. break out of that to to look back and be really um kind of you know stick up a middle finger and not really care but also work within this idea that like there is there's still some some push and pull some love there but mm-hmm. not taking it so seriously and i think delvin is so seriously serious and even when he tries to crack jokes like <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. i don't know if you really have a sense of of humor and also a sense of you know where you can go a little bit outside of yourself and still be okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Delvin. Anyway, uh, Christian tries to tell him to do something different than a coat dress, mm-hmm. um, and to just again like try something new. And we we get a little comment from Jeffrey, who is basically like, "Oh, you know, I never want to make something twice in this competition. I think it's grounds for going home." And I'm just like, well, you know, I think everyone who's gone home has made something different. <laughs> the people mm-hmm. are still there. It's, you know, you have Victoria, Delvin, Nancy. They're all, yeah, you know, there because they've been repeating their looks. Um, yeah. Or despite repeating their looks, I should say, maybe. Yeah. So... Um, Yes. Um, but I also want to point out that Delvin, the last time Delvin pulled an all- all-nighter was during prom season mm-hmm. back in Chicago. And mm-hmm. I did do some research on Delvin or I, I went through his Instagram. Um, uh-huh. And Delvin is really diligent, like super, super diligent, because there are things on his Instagram that he's posted that he's made on the show. He's made it mm-hmm. off the show. And I think you can buy all that. Mm-hmm. The stuff that he's made. Anyway, just just saying, like, you know, despite all of this, like, Delvin, you know, a straight shooter, hard worker. Yeah. All right. So it's time for a midnight model fitting. And, uh, yeah, I it's it's uh, the, the models are on call <laughs> mm-hmm. and they come on in and um they're so tired. Like Jeffrey's super tired. Everyone is, is kind of at their wits end already. Um, but mm-hmm. we also here get a little backstory from Victoria. Mm-hmm. Victoria's a mom. Yes. She hated babies before her own baby though. Just mm-hmm. the way she hates all other challenges. Like she, <laughs> before the challenges, like she also hated babies and then she had one. She's right. like, all right, I guess they're okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she does seem weirdly um, the 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 pictures of her with her kid are like weirdly <laughs> um, sort of lifestyle selfie um, in their approach, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> Victoria feels very post-Kardashian, I have to say. Woo! Whoa. I mean... You know, just just in terms of, like, the like what the camera is for and and what a... that Like, like in these pictures, she is strongly presenting a kind of life 
style. Yes. I mean, you know. it's like, this is us at the top of of uh, the tallest building in Chicago. That's just what it looks like. Um, yeah. Or at the top of One World Trade, and they're both wearing their white and black and white sporty outfits and i think the baby's also coordinated she's in a crop top yeah. and she's yeah kissing Weird her husband suit. yeah yeah uh, posing posing you know pretty well with and... the baby on the hip that is a, that is a weird photo yeah is that the one where she's wearing the hat and she's got the yeah. top on yeah 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 you know anyway this is it's like whatever yeah it's it she does, likes kids now they're now beautiful. she likes them because she, she's got one yeah um but also it's it's taught her that she can do very like do a lot on very little sleep because you know she's a mom right um jeffrey has a muslin done and is yes and is talking to himself about how and to his model about how everything is horrible and this is such a disaster and like, oh, you know, yeah, and but he's got a muslin. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, no sympathy here, Jeffrey. You're you're fine. Right. Delvin is destroying his yeah. fabric. Yeah, Delvin, who should have taken notes. That was just too much information to go into his head is now finding out that cotton is um, really, uh, you know, uh, takes longer to work with than he has. So he is flipping out a little bit. Flipping out. So, you know, because the fabric is so bad that he, quote, can't even connect it to my inspiration at this point. Right. Which is the phoenix. Because it's the oh right we didn't mention that the phoenix it's flying out from the ashes and the ashes were being the bottom three last week, so right. it's like this is his redemption, yes. shirt dress. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So I the models leave. Who would ever thought that like medieval heraldry would have <laughs> like <laughs> be, have such a continued life in the? <laughs> That's from it's, like. People keep going back to that. Well, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a classical reference. I just always really think of it as like a, a medieval mythical creature, but I could be wrong. I mean, it is, it is like a, I I always thought of it as a classical mythical creature and I don't like referencing the Phoenix because so my, my undergrad alma mater now has a mascot and it's the phoenix it never really made any sense but now that we've had this is a new mascot because before it was just a color now it's a mm-hmm. mascot and so they they made a, a mascot outfit so mm-hmm. like like we're an actual division one school we're division three barely uh-huh. and so this person walks around and it is the most to me it is a terrifying mascot outfit and it's a it's a phoenix and so I, uh, I I don't have good associations with it, but I will say the colors are pretty. You know. Do they burn it every halftime? That would oh, be like man. a totally amazing thing. That would be like great. Like if you had a suit that like burned away <laughs> and then you were an egg. <laughs> it would be so good. And then you hatch. <laughs> yeah. You hatch at the, maybe like between the third and fourth quarter. Yeah. And then by the, by the end, like with two seconds ago, 
you're yeah. reincarnated and you're just yeah. actually flying and you're even more red and pink than before. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> oh man. Then I would like it. Then I would be like, you know, I know. It's a performance piece for every game yes. that we lose. Anyway, so um so, all right. Model fitting of despair. Everybody's yes. like, you know, full on deeply tired. Yes. And then the models go away and Christian comes back in. Mm-hmm. And um and and you know is is once again like now it is your job to all entertain me. I'm going to act like there's a twist and and they all are just like oh god, oh my god no. what's happening Stop. don't do this Stop. to us Ugh. we gave you a t-shirt isn't that I enough know, like what more do you want from us Christian blood do you want our do you want our blood right and then we find out that his very good friend Leslie Jones is going to be guest judge yeah and then. Cut to Leslie Jones wearing custom Siriano during the yes. premiere of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Which is how this friendship started. Yeah. So, yeah. So excited. They're all generally pleased by the news. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're so yes, because it doesn't require them to do any additional <laughs> thing, like make an accessory or something. Exactly. <laughs> like, this is fun. Um, so Christian leaves them to die some more. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, we have a moment with Victoria because she, so I think Delvin has kind of caught on to the mm-hmm. silk thing, but Victoria is the last one. She's like, Brittany, how long do I let this cotton sit? And Brittany goes, 45 minutes tops. And she goes, fuck, the <laughs> longest, the longest fuck of the season because yeah. she's just realizing, I think they have like four hours left. <laughs> Yeah. And she's she's like, oh, no, this is um, this is this is bad. Um, yeah. Brittany. Also, Ernez. Yes. Why wasn't this episode called Live and Let Die? Oh, my gosh, because they have to <laughs> or, they have to make it. Or why did nobody yell at Christian leave and let us <laughs> die? <laughs> No, because it's not just dying. It's tie dying. So you have to lay on the puns with tie in there somehow, even though it makes a pun. Right. They went with the tie and they left the die sitting right there. Anyway. (laughs) Because I think this is is kind of, you know, the moment where they're all um, uh, passing away, as I would say, um, with this realization with Victoria that, all all this nonsense with the model fitting because she was trying we see her trying to die during the model fitting she's like dipping some cotton mm-hmm. into some green stuff like doop 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 drying and you know yeah. she throws it in the dryer she gets it out or whatever i don't know she's just she's been trying to die yeah <laughs> this entire night <laughs> yeah she's yeah uh, yeah whatever it's fine um so Brittany. Gives her some some practical advice, like you know, let it sit for forty five minutes and start patterning your pieces. She hasn't started doing that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, with with little time left, um, you know they're gonna have to sort of make up a switch. But before we can see that, it's onesie time. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> yes, onesie. This this is 
the, this is the moment where Brittany earns her Siriano save. <laughs> because the truth of this is that you know that there were a bunch of um, that there were a bunch of pr- of producers off to the side that were like, okay, so you remember at the beginning of the show we asked you your size like as part of your application. <laughs> We have onesies for you all in the back. We would really like for you. We think it would be like a really good idea if you got into like the onesie, like around the 10 hour mark. So you don't have to, obviously you can decide what you want to do, but mm-hmm. we think it would be like a really good and really fun idea if you got into the onesies. Yes. And we get like, we get like Delvin, Marquise and, <laughs> and Brittany who are like, what the fuck? I don't care. Like, sure. I mean, I will, I will, I, I will clown for you all in this, um, you know, in this outfit. It's like because I'm on TV, and that's my job. I mean, it is the most adorable thing I think I've ever seen on Project Roadway. I'm just like hands down. Like, I don't care. We've had babies. You know, we've had heartwarming. We had moments. the sleepover at. At uh, on the Empire State on the Empire Building. State Building, Tim Gunn brought them sandwiches. That was adorable. Yeah. But this, yeah, we I... had the we had the yogurt frozen yogurt stakeout on Coney Island. <laughs> 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 like this show has gone some places. Um, I mean, we had like rained out camp out. I know <laughs> last year. Oh my god. Um. So, so so many so many things. Yeah, this, and, but this is some real producer shit right oh yeah, here. Yeah, because we get like, like Marquise prancing throughout. Yeah, um, putting Marquise his... is adorable in his in in his onesie. I have so to say, cute. so yeah. cute. I mean, because all yeah. of them are essentially, um, and you know, and I think the other prompt that they gave them was, all right, what you're doing right now, we need more Gen Zs watching the show. So the only dances you're allowed to do are all from Fortnite because that's what the twelve year olds are playing right these days. We gotta we gotta relate to the younger's yeah. generations because everything they're doing was I'm like, oh wow, Fortnite, Fortnite, all the things that I learned from my nine year old cousin. Yes. So <laughs> that's what they're doing. Oh my god. Um all right. So they're working in their onesies. Not not everyone though. There's just some people who just you know, you know, they're they are like the May, perhaps the party poopers are the ones that the producers just didn't yeah. wrangle. Um, and now it's like eight hours left. So they've, they've pranced around for two hours in their onesies. Marquise right. is wearing the skirt that he's making for you in. Yes. <laughs> around his neck. Which looks damn good, I have to say. I mean, it goes. It yeah. goes with it. Yeah. That, that's why I was like, wow. Like it, it, it's a... It's, uh, like That's a an better, idea. A better use of it than the skirt. I know. Just, just wrap it around her shoulders. Like, yeah. Because do a flounce, but somewhere else. Don't do it so yeah. eventually. Man. But they're too tired to understand that they're doing, uh, they're making genius moves. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we get to a point where finally Nancy is dying her fabric. Mm-hmm. She goes at it once and it works. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Turns uh, out, turns out, ice dyeing is the prerequisite for this course. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, some experience with it, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised. And she's following yeah. her gut, 
with a different color pattern. And she's like, yeah, so here we are. Magic. Yeah. As opposed to um, the struggles Victoria, of Delta and Victoria. Whose everything is like a mildly green mess. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, it's which is a little bit funny because that color of like minty green is exactly what Victoria would normally like pick if it was a solid. <laughs> so, so, right. so it's, you know, the fact that she got there, um, by mistake is distressing to her. Yeah. Um, I mean, she so takes it out it, of the dryer. I just have to say that. And it's like yeah. totally faded. And I'm, and to me it, it was kind of jarring to see, honestly, with this challenge, I would never use a dryer just saying, but um, yeah, and we also have Delvin who goes over to Brittany, who is our A student, mm-hmm. and is like, Brittany, do you have any more Duchess satin? And she has, she's like, how much do you need? Five yards, and she gives him five yards. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, second time around, that um, basically, if this was a more cutthroat. Um, crew and and there's something to be said for like keeping people locked up in the room with each other, right? Who is going to say no? You can't. I I might need it later on. Yeah, like I might need my fabric later on, so you can't have it. Right, which would be a very typical like Project Runway move to sort of free somebody out. Mm-hmm. Um, here it's like, ugh, we're gonna have to be in this same room all the way to the runway. I don't want to have like a fight with you for the next 10 hours yeah yeah while we're working so yeah of course i'm going to give it to you but it's you know it's um it it certainly marks the second time that Brittany is um gone above and beyond the bare minimum to you know to sort of keep the peace and help other folks out and I will say, uh, so Victoria also kind of announces to the workroom, I need satin or I need silk. <laughs> who right. has the silk? And right. um, Sergio is the one who gives her the rest of his silk, which is a right. total of three yards. But yeah. I think there's also a little bit of, you know, we've got three hours left. And how yeah. how good is your design going to be if you're just dying now and I'm 10 steps ahead of you? So there's not yeah. as much risk in helping at this point. Right, right. So, you know, if yeah. there's a little bit of camaraderie, there is camaraderie there, but I think it makes yeah. it easier to do it because it's like, oh, man, you guys are in dire straits, and I am i don't see you as a threat. I don't see you as a threat. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, to be cynical about it. <laughs> so, um, man, so, yeah, we have Jeffrey here. Um, surprise, surprise, freaking out again. Right. His See, stuff looks too dark. Too dark. Because he's it's boiled all, his silk. It's, it's horrible. It's a mess. I can't. He boiled it. Oh, my it's, God. It's, it's, it's black. It's supposed to be green, but it's just black. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so dark. Yeah. Um, And despite anyone else talking around him about what's actually happening, because Sergio goes, oh, they said it should lighten up. Mm-hmm. I'm randomly giving Sergio a, a southern accent. It's like, well, they <laughs> they did say, you know, that it should lighten up, you know, when it dries. And then Nancy goes, I think there's some potential here. He's just not hearing any of it. It's like, oh no, right? Um, he stumps off and he's like, back right. to like episode one shade of Jeffrey. It's just yeah. so bright pink. Yeah. 
So even during, so they do, they bring them pizza, which I have to say horrified me because when pulling an all-nighter, I used to do this in college where I would use pizza as an incentive to stay up. Mm-hmm. And like, if I stay up all night and finish this paper, I can eat this whole pizza. But it's mm. gotten to a point where I'm I'm uh, at a place, perhaps an age or, or also how I've changed the way I eat, where pizzas make me tired. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, oh, no, pizza's <laughs> the last thing I would eat. I'd be so mad. And I'm like, wait, what What can I eat? It's just a pepperoni. No, I'm, I'm but there with you. Yeah. So they're tired and goofy. Um, there is this moment that I would just want to want to read out because Brittany goes, my eyelids, my eyelids are so heavy. And then Marquise goes, if you take off them lashes, they'll be a little lighter. I just think it's, <laughs> I, I love that moment because she looks at him and she's like, do you understand that I have to strike this delicate balance of being on camera yet? incredibly yes. tired i have to have my lashes on what are you talking about we're not really going to sleep anyway so um and then nancy starts actually singing kumbaya she <laughs> just loves what's happening right now she's so happy it feels like the 60s again um but jeffrey in the midst of all this is still melting down because his silk is no longer silk anymore he can't use it it's just so dark and yeah so they eat their pizza, they go back to work, and Nancy gets his fabric to prove to him, look, look at it, look at it now. And it's mm-hmm. this gorgeous, gorgeous olive, dark olive green color. And you can see the sheen from the silk on it and everything. It's so pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I have to say that, um, so okay, so Delvin comes back. And he's changed, he's using the silk fabric, the Duchess satin, and it actually looks like fire. So he unleashes it, and it's, again, voila, you know, it's it's magic. Silk, mm-hmm. better than cotton. Um, it looks really, really, really good. So Victoria also finally gets it into her head to use silk, and it also at least catches the color. So also looking good. So with two yeah. hours left, um, the sun starts rising over mm-hmm. the Brooklyn bridge. And um, I noted this in my notes that this is at the moment where everyone's thoughts and inside words are now existing outside of their body because people were saying so many things that I think they sh- probably should have were probably would have kept to themselves, but you can see in the workroom, everyone is talking just Everyone's so delirious and so tired. Um, and this is also how I get when I'm sleep deprived where you just, your, your mouth starts going. Um, yeah. So Jeffrey wears glasses. Did you mm-hmm. notice that Jeffrey's glasses came yes. out? <laughs> yes. Um, Victoria is behind still. Uh, she's not tie dyeing. She's just kind of throwing uh, pigment on other parts of fabric and she's kind of you know understands that she's just not using enough tie-dye on her work right. so she's just at the last minute just splashing stuff all over the place yeah because that will fix it yeah oh so the sun is up kind of christian comes in looking fresh as a daisy asks them all are you guys still tired 
Are you ready for a twist? Ready for more torture? It's mm. it's no torture. It's just that it's now we know that it's a flash sale challenge. Right. Um, because they've been doing this thing of not telling them that's a flash sale from the get go. They they love to leave that for hours before the runway. Um, which I I'm wondering about because it of course it is an extra twist, but I think I would like to see them knowing off straight off the bat <laughs> if it's a flash sale challenge, but also perhaps they don't tell them that because then the designs will uh might appear safer than uh-huh. than I guess that they would have set out for. So it's a flash sale challenge. The models come back in and um it's time for you know our little pre runway fiasco. So Nancy. Um is Nancy is behind. She I don't think she's made her pants yet at this time. And uh-huh. I wrote in my notes like, why are you behind? You've made these pants a bazillion times. So she's yeah. kind of like I don't know. Well, not I, these pants. And I'm like, what? No. These are the same pants. And <laughs> and I know Nancy's like you know, so so she and she and Christian go back and forth. Um, I mean, and and it's sort of throughout the whole time before the runway, where Christian is kind of like following Nancy, and I and it, and I I have noticed that Nancy is Christian's favorite person to yell mm-hmm. at because she's always last mm-hmm. to leave the the workroom, always last on the runway, and um, here she is. She's barely finished her pants, and she has no top. So not only that, mm-hmm. um, and she's just like, you know what? I think the reason why I love Christian so much is because he reminds me of my father. So that's interesting that Christian Siriano is giving Nancy daddy issues. Um, right. Like the, 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 it's, I, you know, I don't know if it says more to me about Nancy it doesn't. I don't get it. Like I don't understand. But I but I get it. Like the, the mm-hmm. she says like the sarcasm and and all that stuff. But beyond that, I think it's just really funny how she's associating him with her dad. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. We have we get a good look at Sergio's 1950s silhouette. Mm-hmm. That he's putting on Fijin. Mm-hmm. He tells her he's like, you know, I'm not going to push a political message with this. And I'm like, well, I think you're pushing it a little bit with this silhouette. So, you know, I will we'll get to that later. And mm. let's see here. Um, Jeffrey, I don't know why. Like with those glasses, he kind of looks like like an older, you know, accomplished uh, atelier person i don't know like there's just something mm-hmm. with the glasses with with jeffrey where he just kind of seems like he's transported himself to the <laughs> kind of maybe like to the upper west side but not really um yeah so we also have hair and makeup for some reason we're getting way more hair this time around mm-hmm. um nancy makes her model wear her own hair so essentially tells yes. the uh um our our hair person's like you know like you, she's just going to be me in the 60s walking down the runway right exactly yeah yeah um yes. but yeah but anything else before we get to the runway 
Um, it just sort of strikes me when you mention Nancy's hair. I'm like, oh, you know, we haven't seen our stylist friend this season very much. We haven't. Oh no. Yeah, you're right. And 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 thinking of a person who like, um, you know, wears Nancy's hair and dresses <laughs> in basically all of Jeffrey's outfits, like, <laughs> like this is. You know that I I I won't say that I miss them. I have a weird feeling about their presence in the, you know, but in the universe. Anyway, okay. No, I mean not in the universe, but on the show. It's yeah. Like it, it was like they were. It seemed like they were really going all in on this person is going to be like important to the show going forward, and then they sort of. Yeah, I've totally forgotten about our our dear 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 Marnie. <laughs> I, and I, there you go. Yeah. I couldn't remember her name. Oh I'm no! Sorry to I say. thought you were being very discreet about naming. It's like um, she who shall our not stylist, be named. Our stylist, our friend. stylist, Marnie. Yes. Yeah, Marnie. I I have a feeling that Marnie got super busy and yeah. could not come back as they had all planned. Um, but yes. yeah, no. I think I think. Oh man, Mar- We need we needed Marnie. We've needed Marnie. I'll say. Okay. You know, Marnie would have gotten in the onesie with him. Like, have, like, have <laughs> Marnie come in for just, like, some cheerleading with them. Mm-hmm. All right. So they're, here they are. They're heading to the runway. Yes. Uh, touch us back in the back, like, backstage, blah, blah, blah. Um, throwing things into them. Nancy ties, like, a ridiculous, like, 50-yard piece of fabric onto the head of her model yeah. for some reason for some she's reason. panicked about she's pulling a victoria like just throwing yeah. bleach at her model yeah um all right so time for the runway mm-hmm. and uh listeners this is when you can go to the show notes click on the link and get our cheat sheet everything's in runway mm-hmm. order so um carly comes out in a color blocked tie dye number and a sheer top. <laughs> so she's smashing some episodes together in one outfit. And Shears be Wait, say it again. Shears be sheer. <laughs> Shears be sharing. And and um also uh two members of the onesie club are still in their onesies. They're still in their onesies. <laughs> I for, yeah, I forgot about all about that. Bless like, you, I know Marquise. I know it's Delvin. Okay, Delvin and Marquise are in their way. Delvin and Marquise, yeah. <laughs> Brittany has changed out into something else. Yeah, she uh, she brought her own change of clothes. She's a good student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and then we have our normals. We have Elaine Welteroff, Nina Garcia, Brandon Maxwell. Um, I have to say that Elaine is showing out with the color blocking as well. And that what that marabou like is are those marabou pants or skirt or like what is that? Yeah, that I got on? I have no idea because uh, is it pleated? I cannot I cannot tell from the long distance shot. So yeah, let's see it if we get like something a little bit closer. Feathery or or something? Yeah, I don't no, know. It's, it is literally marabou, but oh. I don't know. You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but also like she has um uh eyeliner to match, and yeah. every time she blinked her eyes, I was like, oh oh, <laughs> so yeah. so many colors. 
and, are, your, and, are your eyelashes made of silk? <laughs> the color so well. And, and this is the day, even more so than in the introductory, this is where um, where the eyebrows look kind of cuckoo. <laughs> I'm just sorry to say. Like, 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 take a look at her. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> she's, it's working for her face, apparently. Um, I have to say that it's, it's very unconventional in how you would arch an eyebrow because the yeah. arch begins in the very middle of her eye when you're actually supposed to start the arch outside of mm-hmm. the outside of your eyeball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I was told. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe she's starting a new trend and you're, you're, you're catching on, Nayland. Go um, on, Carly. Yeah. All right. And then we also have Leslie Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, who is a super fan. She's introduced as a comedian, actress, also super fan. And I have to mm-hmm. say that Leslie Jones will always live tweet Project Runway whenever she watches it, which is rarely oh, yeah? the day that it airs. <laughs> <laughs> And I love following her on Twitter when she is recapping Project Runway. And I think she recaps some, she recaps like whatever, any, anything she recaps is, is hilarious. But, but yeah. And, and especially when she does it live, it's, it's so fun to follow her and the stuff that she comments because she'll take screenshots of her, of her TV mm-hmm. and then video of her yelling at her own TV. So for this runway, uh, the notes that I took were mostly what Leslie said during the runaway. <laughs> because I was like, ah, oh, it's like we're in her house. So. It is true. Like I like, yeah, I was going to bring that up too, because she breaks protocol in, in a number of ways. Yes. It's so great. It, which is very interesting. Like I, I found myself a little like shocked. <laughs> um, because I, because I'm so, uh, I'm so habituated to the procedures of mm-hmm. of project of Project Runway. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. Like the like get you know, um, you know the 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 judges never do that. Like mm-hmm. you never let people know what you are thinking about something until you get them all up on the on the stand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I think. From now on, I, I, I think judges coming after Leslie Jones has given them permission to talk at the models on the runway <laughs> because mm-hmm. she did something that I've, I, because I, I, you know, I've always thought, I'm like, if I were a guest judge <laughs> on Project mm-hmm. Runway, this is how I would be feeling on the inside because they open the show with the music, the lights go down, she goes, oh my God, we're starting. Oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. And I'm like, that's me. <laughs> That's what I would do. I'm like, oh my God, but I'm here. It's starting, but it's here. It's live. I'm not watching on television. There's no screen. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm here because I think, I, you know, I'm from Los Angeles. I'm from LA and we all pride ourselves, you know, and also living in New York. I think, I think I, I'm just assuming New Yorkers are like this too, Naila, but, but correct me if I'm wrong. You walk around, you see celebrities all the time or in random places. They're just like right. us, quote unquote. Right. And I, I'm, I'm rarely phased. By the response is to play it cool. Yes, yes, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But if I were ever put on the show, I would do cartwheels. <laughs> I would <laughs> actually do cartwheels. 
around the runway, I would be like, guys, I just have to do because sometimes I, I just get that happy that I have to do a cartwheel. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. that's where I would make a fool of myself and just cartwheel around. And then I'm like, OK, now we can sit and have this start. Right. Anyway. <laughs> so we start with Nancy. <laughs> and Leslie goes, "Ooh, that's pretty. And um, she also does say, you know what? I do like me a nice little fully pant. They call it what? Capizio? Capiz what? And then Brandon mm-hmm. leans over and goes, a palazzo. She's like, yeah, okay, palazzo. That's what they call it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, now it's called palazzo pants. It's not called palazzo anymore. It's a palazzo mm-hmm. pants. All right, so let's talk about this. I mean, it's, it's fine. It is, um, it, you know, Nancy's edges are showing. <laughs> like that. Like, yes. you know, but basically the top, it, it's it's everything that you would expect if you cut like a, you know, a super sheer fabric and and um, don't finish the edges, then they're going to fray. Yeah. Even if you do it two seconds before it goes out on the runway. So it's, you know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's anything all that amazing one way or the other. She did... Um, she was very smart in thinking about how she was going to dye it. You know, she yeah. gave herself um, a uh, a really great fabric to work with. Yeah, yeah. I actually thought finally you've made your pants in the right fabric, because mm-hmm. I, I I think every week I complain about how she's using fabric that with the wrong weight. And yes, it's too it's heavy, dead. yeah, and too chunky. Yeah. Finally, it finally looks good, but I'm I'm actually tired of seeing them. Yeah, they look a little bit more like pajamas, and um, you know, I I think the the cheat sheet photo does a pretty good job of showing the 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 tie the tie dye and also how great that fabric looks, but mm-hmm. it, it it does still seem a little heavy to me. And I, I yeah. agree. Like I just and the and funny. the top really looks like um, you know wrap a tube of fabric around somebody and then sew the back together. Yep. Into something I, there. I don't. There's zero um, design there. Yeah, it's kind of like if you took a sarong, you know, like you take a sarong and you can yeah. make a thousand different dresses out of that. That's yeah. You can make a top like that out of your sarong. It's a no yeah. sew top. Yeah. All right, next we have Sergio mm-hmm. and Fidgen. Yes. So Fidgen does this magnificent twirl behind the screen mm-hmm. before she even comes out. And mm-hmm. she gets to the end of the runway, and Leslie Jones goes, twirl it! Twirl it! Yeah. Because that deserves to be twirled. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about this dress. <laughs> so here, here's the thing that Sergio did that was super smart. Hmm. Um basically decide from the get-go um what he wanted the fabrics to be like what he wanted the tie-dye pieces to be yeah and then only concentrate on the design and he and he basically was like here's like super simple way to tie-dye and actually like the amount of his dyeing like it does not like like a lot of his dresses is uh, to my mind like kind of undercolored, hmm. but he was so smart about the construction and like the really 
conceptualizing how this dress was going to be put together mm-hmm. that it um it totally works yeah yeah i mean it was pretty um subtle i i didn't realize mm-hmm. a lot of the details until the judging um uh, yeah. so, spoiler alert so this dress on first look made me mad <laughs> Uh-huh. I could barely see the tie dye. You can see it a lot right. better on on the cheat sheet, and I think they have yeah. saturated the colors a little bit for um, yes. for that effect as a photograph. And I just was like, it's too subtle. I, you know, it was a silk, and and I I to me it didn't really fit yeah. the brief because I couldn't tell that or, it was anything associated with tie dye. And I'm still I, yeah, I'm just still a little. Um, I don't like this silhouette as a was personally. Um, it was so safe and, um, you know, just kind of, just kind of pretty. That's, but that's it to me. You know, here's my question and maybe we'll see this when, when, um, the gin fans it out some, um, it, is there like a petticoat under that, under that dress to give it that shape? And does that mean that they like have petticoats around? No, I don't think there's a or petticoat. Does- I you think... you just think it's like it's that much fabric yes. that yeah. that it's that it's um and and cut in that way that it's providing that volume. Yep. Okay. It it makes that shape. Yeah. yeah. I learned this All from right. Samelia. <laughs> there you go. Do um, not always need a, a petticoat. No, you don't. I mean, if you're able to to, you know, make O'Days like that. Yeah. So, um all right. So next we have Victoria from Moldova. <sighs> And Didi, oh my God! Okay, so <laughs> okay. Didi comes out, and and Leslie is like, "Work that Grace Jones Hawk superhero." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didi I breaks. Mean, <laughs> Didi yes. can't hold it together. <laughs> yeah, I mean Didi like wins MVP for this episode. I am telling you for because. Like, Didi went from being taken to the prom that they never got to have to being the person who was, like, locked in the closet and <laughs> uh, and denied going to the prom. I, I mean, know. Closet is maybe the wrong term to use well, there. But it, locked but in really, a cupboard like, or, like, in a cabinet or, yeah, just yeah, locked away is, in the dungeon. It is, it is, oh like, this, this outfit is so cuckoo. Ugh. Like in terms of what it is supposed to be, and so so and and Victoria <laughs> goes like, well, well, it looks like maybe I was drunk, <laughs> like, mm-hmm, except you weren't, and and you basically drew this. I know you and drew, then you had made. It. And admittedly, you only got like a quarter of it made, but this goes back to like. I don't know where did Victoria learn that the way that you save something is by putting a horizontal strap across the shoulders. Like I mean... that like like that is her design solution for anything that's in crisis. But... And the idea that this has this weird little poofy peignoir like mm-hmm. thing above it. But that's that was in her original sketch. Yeah, that horizontal stripe was there. Like yeah. that top part is 
the top part and the pants, not necessarily what was underneath it. She shortened the sleeves and she didn't get the whole entire cape going that she wanted. Mm-hmm. But most of that was in the sketch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, you know, yeah, bravo to Didi because they're doing their very best to show off this. It's like the most confusing thing ever because, um, I, oh, oh my God. Like the, there's a collar up top. It, 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 it yeah. the, and then all the, the splotches on the side, it, it has this junior vibe going on, but yeah. yet it, it really is looking like a diaper. It's like the worst made pants. I think Yeah, I've ever, well, it definitely hands down the worst made pants of this season. At least, you know, if we don't want to go too far back in history, man, what a disaster. Yeah. It's like after the after the last customer leaves and and the lights go out, a fight breaks out in Forever 21 among the different garments, you know, and 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 in the morning, like the police find this. <laughs> and it's like, oh, let's get a, a dye splatter. <laughs> Uh, expert in here to figure out like who stabbed whom because when yeah. garments yeah. fight this is what you get i mean yeah. they bleed bleach yeah oh my god yeah yeah all right so so let's move on next we have marquise and, and uh the only oh. thing that the only thing that leslie said was mm, that's a switchable fanny pack right there which was not <laughs> anything that marquise made <laughs> because this was awful too yeah i yeah. you know all right marquise is on your bracket so i'll let you go first nalen <laughs> i mean it it is you know earlier in the episode um uh christian compares this to a, a skating outfit mm-hmm. he's not really wrong i don't know like like from the get-go though again this is what marquise drew like yes. like this is exactly what you see in the sketch and uh, what is that fabric? Is that like dotted Swiss that's yes. up top? Yeah, it's Swiss. So, dot. yeah, Swiss. Like, like, why? Why is that? And and if you're going to do that, then why not dye that blue? Yeah. Like, or or something like like it does not make any sense as um, you know, as a as a full um as a full garment there. And then what the fanny pack, like what the accessory is doing is got absolutely nothing to do with the rest of it. So nope. it's, it's really weird. No, nope. I think, I, you know, I, I feel like he's trying to make up that streetwear vibe or, but also um, it takes it away from the girly girl aspect of it, which is why mm-hmm. I don't think Marquise's instincts are this quote unquote girly girl or whatever he thinks that is. Because, and also, I think it's hilarious that these, to me, are very muted tie-dye colors. I have a feeling that he used cotton and was okay with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he used cotton. He dyed it. The color was less saturated than he wanted, but he's like, all right, whatever. Who cares? I'll just still make the outfit. He's the only one, I think, he used cotton who didn't freak out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, again, I'm tired of the silhouette up top with uh, the, the, this, this neck, this neckline that he keeps using, but... Uh, with the Swiss dot piece, you can see the seams from the sleeve seams um, there as well. And it's like, you know, if you're going to do that, fine. Then, you know, you can play around with 
maybe women or or you know when you have like a bra strap but in a halter mm. you know those bras that are made for halter tops you feel one day like you don't want to wear a halter bra yeah so you wear a t-shirt bra strap like on you and you could have done something that was exaggerated in that way that's to me that's kind of like quote-unquote girly girl it's a little mm-hmm. it's a little weird but a, a little off as well but if you're going to show the seams on the shoulders i just thought that's it just it's off-putting um, yeah because you're you're not going full throttle with this nude look that you're going with up top mm-hmm. so yeah anyway all right next next also in your bracket also in my bracket we have delvin mm-hmm. and our long-suffering asia Yes. And I will say, like, you know, Asia's been put in worse stuff. Okay. Um, this is this is absolutely not exciting, but it's it's not horrible. Yeah. It's like, okay, whatever. Blah. Yeah. I mean, you know, what I notice, I don't know, um, if you notice this, but to me, the, they they switched the music cues when Asia stepped out, and it sounded like to me church organ music with mm. her behind the scrim. And I wrote in my notes, I'm like, she's coming out like someone who came bright and early to the sunrise Easter Sunday service at Mount Zion AME Church mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. her walking down um, to her pew that she sits in every other Sunday. This is what it looked like. And again, on the cheat sheet, you can see the colors are are more saturated than they than they are on television, um, perhaps. But I thought that was the best part of this outfit was how he used that, um, you know, this, the concentric circles or the burst. You know, right. like there is a there is a burst there. It is really pretty, but then there are so many other elements going on that are confusing to me. So around the waist, the the waistband. I don't know what that is. I don't know if he took the double lapel and just like wrapped around her waist. Yeah. Because the top part looks like a costume. Looks like kind of like a Star Trek, you know, uh, like mm-hmm. a sci-fi inspired top. Mm-hmm. And then this weird little waist thing because I guess you gotta. And then the, is, the skirt is I, like semi-high-low. I mean, is that a reversed peplum? <gasps> oh my gosh. Now I love it. <laughs> Now I think it's genius. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not sure of the technical terms. Oh but man, if you flip that down, I feel like it will look so much better. <laughs> Don't you? I'm I'm being serious. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's it is it. I my feeling about it is it's weird, but nah. <laughs> Right. I, I just think it's yeah. something that I would definitely see someone wear in a springtime Sunday service that starts at yes. 545 a.m. Yeah. So. All right. Exactly. Next, we have Brittany. Brittany. Who, Knocking them you all know, out. The, um, the other thing we haven't noted is that Brittany has once again been able to sneak some pink in here. <laughs> like Brittany remains very true to her color choices yep. all the way through the season. Yeah. 
Yep, she has. And you know, I and I wrote this in my notes earlier because she tried out some dye. She's like, mm, I got purple, orange, pink, red, and blue. I guess that's my color scheme now. Mm-hmm. And she just went with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely think the whole time she had pink in mind. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Totally right. But yeah, I, I, it's, it definitely looks like a Britney outfit mm-hmm. with the sleeves. And I think this is the first time we've actually seen these sleeves. Because she sketches them, I think, every single week where there's like a little tie or or some type of right. drape in the middle. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what we, we, we call that. And finally, we get to see the sleeves in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, Leslie says, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because to me, it's a little confusing. There is a lot going on. She went and took the scissors to it at the last minute in the workroom mm-hmm. and and it was a little bit it was a little bit more asymmetrical before. Mm-hmm. But I think it's fine. Yeah. I think it's interesting. It's nice to look at. Kind of yeah. Dunder Dusseldorf kind of thing going on in the back. Because behind it, it does kind of look like an like a German type apron combined. Mm-hmm. Like she's about to serve you some beer and a stein. Uh-huh. But yeah, other than that, I thought it was great compared to mm-hmm. everyone else's um i have my signature straps she says do you think that's right though that that they're her signature straps yeah who was i i i just go back to whoever was the designer i mean that's what that's to me i associate that as a southern thing huh as like oh those are my straps that i like <laughs> And who was that designer who says, and I did my shoulders that I like to do. It's just like, I did my, put uh, fill in yeah, the blank. Yeah, I did my, that's uh, my, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my pink that I like to have. With my sleeves and my, yeah. and my organza yeah. and my, yeah. and my, my sewing, you know, yeah. my threads <laughs> and my machine over there. Yeah. Yes. All right. So next we have Jeffrey. And before it comes out, I wrote down everything that Leslie Jones says about this outfit. Leslie Jones declares her pre-love. Yes. She's prejudiced in her love for just a silhouette. Comes out. And our model walks on the runway. And the whole time, she shoves our girl, Elaine Welter off and goes, yes, girl, take that dress (laughs) off. That's mine. I don't appreciate you wrinkling up my dress. If yeah. I die and come back, yeah. I'm coming back as that dress. And I want yeah. you to wear me just like you're wearing that dress. <laughs> yes, daughter! <laughs> mm-hmm. I love Leslie Jones so much. I want her on every single show. Yeah. But this this model can't take it. Like, she breaks yeah. at the end of the runway. Yeah. It's just straight up laughing. Yeah. Um, Just pure joy. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I wrote anything about this actual dress in my notes, but... <laughs> But I mean, I thought it was a really wonderful military-inspired maxi dress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The sleeves it, were great. Yes, it is indeed a maxi dress. Actually, not. I mean, it's it's a lot more tailored than a caftan is. But if, that, if there's anything that's close to a caftan here, it's yeah. it, it's this dress. Yes. Um, I will say that like it that. This makes me think about something from last week, which mm-hmm. you guys touched on, which is um, it. Uh, Leslie um, 
walks right up to the line with saying like if i die and come back i want to be that dress and i want you to wear me (laughs) which is like a pretty like forward thing to be saying to the model yes but it is it like last week the amount of ogling oh my gosh and and intensely like like comments that would not fly Mm -mm. if they were directed at um at at uh female models no the amount of that last week was like a little mind-boggling it was yeah you know just and and the fact that what what it makes me think is that that stuff is sort of like bubbling under the surface all the time and only when you have the the male models there do you suddenly have permission to like let it fly yeah 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 because everything else is um you know uh we have learned or i would say we the collective we have learned some things and then there are some there's still some lanes that people mm-hmm. are allowed to run down and mm-hmm. you know and i'm just like it it is it, yeah so the whole thing with with that that comment of like i want you to wear me just like you were in that dress mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I i yeah i it kind of like sparked it too because i was like leslie so what you're saying is um uh, it's, it's very very sexually forward there but yeah, yeah no. what you're saying is i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap myself around you around your body yes yeah and in yeah and last week i i still have so many thoughts i feel like that could be like a whole separate episode on that whole you know the and and I thought about it and I didn't I I forgot because um there was another male model that was built like Marquise's model but we didn't see mm-hmm. him sexualized in the same way that we saw Marquise's model sexualized so I was just like mm, all right I you know there're just so many other things that were just very annoying and and to me yeah they were they bothered me yeah even the 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 male cleavage with angles I'm like can can we just have like have angles and not you know refer to decolletage it's fine like just you know yeah ankles are showing it's totally fine yeah all right um yes but this one this was yeah this was like skirting the line um but i i think it's also because it's a it's a pretty yeah it's a covered up but one of those those sexy silhouettes because at the Mm -hmm. end so you can see on the cheat sheet she's sticking out that leg yeah. Legs are in like these high slits and leg moments mm-hmm. are in now. And I just didn't get the tie at the top, but I, I think that might've been a structural issue. That was a way to keep the dress from moving around because it's, I just imagine it's silk. It's a slippery fabric. And perhaps this was a way for it to keep its shape and to stay still. You <laughs> mean the, the orange straps? Yeah. <coughs> I think that that was also there as a way of um, adding in a kind of accent that was really going to work with that color. Okay. You know, that, that, um, so that you have like, uh, you know, orange and an olive green is a really good mm-hmm. combination. Yeah. So that it, so it's not purely just the tie dyed fabric. Right, right. But I just, I just think that as a structural thing, um, that it was more, uh, utilitarian than than mm-hmm. um, aesthetic, so. Mm-hmm. All right, um, that's it for the runway. 
And so uh, Leslie Jones kind of takes over for Carly yeah. and explains to all the designers, like, you guys all did amazingly well. But for some of you, there were some ties that died, mm. Mm. which I think was written for her. And she delivered yeah. it flawlessly. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, that definitely was a, was a written line. So um, as uh, Leslie Jones steals Carly Kloss's job, we mm. see that there are actually some safe designers this week, which I was shocked by because last week we saw everyone. So why can't we yeah. see everyone this week? Yeah. But they dismiss Brittany and Marquise. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? I don't, I don't understand why we had to have five people on stage instead of six mm-hmm. and, and you mm-hmm. know, or even all seven. So I just thought yeah, but, that. I, but, but two of them are, are in my bracket. That's why they had to dismiss those two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> asterisk, <Anyway>. sigh, asterisk. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. That's, anyway, so, yeah, we, so, so we get into the, we get into the judging. Yeah. So like, 60% of Nalen's bracket is safe. They head backstage mm-hmm. and then all mm-hmm. of my, the rest of my bracket is on stage, but thankfully, <laughs> you know, Sergio is clearly one of the favorites this week. Yes. Yeah. And then this is where we get to see what the dress actually looks like. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. So those are go days. So, so, yes. so Nan, um, so I'm calling Nancy, um, Nina, Nina asked Sijin to, to hold out the dress or hold out the, uh, the skirt. And we can see that there are like 12 godets around mm-hmm. that skirt. So that's all the extra fabric that makes these pleats and kind of bolts it out. And this, you know, yes. he, he achieved the 3D effect that he wanted. But, um, and he creates that heaviness and that flounciness as well. Right. So it wasn't until then that I was like, oh, okay, that's and, great. Yeah. And this is why Sergio did not have time to run around in a onesie <laughs> backstage. Good point. Because he was working. Um, I do think that... Uh, and 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 one of the things... <laughs> you know, they get... They say to him... Um, I could see Michelle Obama in this. I could mm-hmm. see... Um, Meghan Markle. I, I could see Meghan Markle in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it is about... That, in a way, is kind of their way of saying to him, look, you could have this political impact as long as you did not come up with this cockamamie story that you were trying to tell us about. Oh, my gosh. And, like, Sergio laps that up, right? Yeah. Because that is that is exactly who he wants to dress. Yes. Um, wow. I Yeah, you know. I didn't even catch that. That Yeah, no, I think that makes me love Elaine even more. Because I, I, I do believe that because I, I was wondering the whole time, like, are you going to point out how 50s the silhouette is and how he referred to the 50s right. last week and blah, blah, blah. Right. But, um, you know, we kind of pass over that. If she said it, it was edited out. Um, right. Um, he even kind of was a, a condescending asshole explaining to them what ombre was, like they were two-year-olds and not fashion experts. Yeah. And they even passed over that. And yeah. so, you know, I think that critique is probably more because it's like why waste your breath on someone who's so delusional and kind of impervious to any kind of critique that mm-hmm. um, it's like, hey, you need to treat people better or talk to people with more respect. So, yes, I think pointing that out is, is yeah, no, that was really important yeah. for him to hear. 
Yeah, because they really just focus on the construction and yeah, and and what he did, which was which was a for real achievement. Yes. And then let's see, we go on to Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, you know, who wanted to pare things down, mm-hmm. and he says, honestly, I had a rough time with it. But he likes it, and I think what he was doing was it seemed like he was apologizing yeah. before he got any bad notes. And yeah. what he was also doing was describing a, I, what I thought was a very complicated approach to this dye technique. He, he didn't know he was doing this, but mm-hmm. it was complicated where he's like, I wanted to get this ochre color. So this like orange type deal. And then mm-hmm. I also wanted the uh, the the nave or the olive over uh, over it, the, right. like the darkish green. And it was kind of hard to do. I'm like, yes, it was hard to do. And you did it. You accomplished this. Mm-hmm. And of course, Leslie Jones is like, I like the, the orange and she, she just loves it and calls it a tall glass of sexy Pam Greer. Mm-hmm. And if, Je- if Jeffrey doesn't win, cause I think she's anticipating some stuff. Maybe if Jeffrey doesn't win this challenge, then she wins, then he wins with, with her. Like he, she definitely mm-hmm. wants that dress, mm-hmm. but that's the thing that I think they love about it is because everyone on the panel wanted to wear that dress. Yes. So, um, what I well, like, Brendan maybe not, but I think Brandon would rock that dress. I think he would, but it's you know, he, we we rarely hear from him about like what he could wear and and um and he, that seems like a kind of wild color choice for him at this point. You know what? <laughs> it's like You're... every time you just see him in black all yeah, the time. Exactly. It's like uh, if you made that all one color, then maybe yeah. I'll wear it around my house. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, Nancy, oh my gosh, why am I, because I, I, I use in, in for, for Nancy and Nina. So I, every time I want to say Nina, I say Nancy, but Nina says what I'm thinking. Cause she's like, those sleeves make mm-hmm. me crazy. And yeah, I, yeah, I'm so glad she pointed out the, the sleeves because I feel yeah. like that is a very subtle, not too military besides yeah. the color. And I just thought, wow, it was, that's a really great choice and a new sleeve that we have never seen Jeffrey do. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So now, now we go to Nancy. Right. Um, who starts off saying like, she's a child of the sixties. And I feel like for me, she's in peak Muppet mode because her mouth is wide open the entire time mm-hmm. she's talking about this. And this is, but this is the first time that the judges approach a garment. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And Leslie Jones again, takes over. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she's like, take the, take off this headband because what is this? What is yeah. this? Take it off. They take it off. She goes back to her seat and she goes, you know what? I gave this a basic ass sto- score because I thought this was a basic ass dress. But now that you have that headband off, mm-hmm. I think it looks a lot better. I don't agree. I don't agree that the headband is like this magical thing that once it disappears, that the dress transforms into something that you would actually wear. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think they're able to see at least the work that she had kind of done, yeah. especially with the pants. Yeah, I mean that top is busted. Like yeah. what it's doing over her shoulder and everything is it is not looking good. Yes, yes. Exactly. So it's um it's in it's in I think it was it amazed me that Elaine yeah. saw all of that but praised her for the pants and also yeah seem to notice that these were totally different pants from last week and mm-hmm. the week before and the week before that. So I'm like, wow. Okay. All right. Um, yes. 
So next we have Victoria from Moldova, <laughs> who does not like tie dye. It's I, I'm not crazy about the tie dye. I don't like right. it. I, I don't like it. I, I hate all of these things. I see your eyes are rolling. I know I know it's an excuse, but it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. Although it is an excuse. Yeah. I hated this, and I don't yeah. like what I mean. Nah. <laughs> just what? They're so done with her. Elaine is shaking her head. Nina is is just done. Um, I think someone said it looked like a baby threw up on her shoulder. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, they're all uh, they're going nuts over these pants. So we get to see these pants. Victoria makes Didi turn around. It looks even worse from behind. And yeah. Um, yeah. So Nina is actually asking yeah. a, a a technical question. She goes, "What are these pants? Is it a?" And then Brandon leans over, and goes, "Nina, she sold a denim diaper. I am serious." <laughs> Out of the side of his, like like a little like cartoon um, villain. And yes. I wrote in my notes like they cut to commercial. They come back and Didi is turned around, and it it is. It is actually looking like a diaper from behind because yeah. Victoria keeps pulling it up and you're seeing how bad it is. And Nina is just like, uh, what happens if we take off this flounce? What what happens if we take off this this yeah. other part of here? And I'm like, what, yeah. what are you doing? What happens like, if we take off this garment? I mean, first of all, take look off at those pants. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at this this row of five non-functional buttons i think down the front of it right which are like a contrasting color that makes zero sense the idea that like you would not only do this like crazy crop short but that you would also turn the ends up like that's a really that's a a wonderful fashion forward thing (laughs) that everybody does all the time here on planet earth (laughs) when we wear clothes (laughs) It's it's like every every individual decision of it is completely kooky. Yes. Um, and and Leslie gets in like an amazing read on her, <laughs> which is that you know somebody says like you know when um, when Marquise's dresses dress came down, I thought that was yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and Victoria goes like oh. I I. I do not make it's, dresses like Marquise. It's not my style. It, oh. This is not. This is not my not style. My style. <laughs> Unless he's like, yeah, but Marquise is sitting backstage, right? Yeah, you up here, and it's like, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> and Marquise is probably like, ha, yeah. yes, because <laughs> <laughs> examine your life choices. Oh man, it's just it's mind boggling. I you know because yeah. I'm I'm going back and there's even this. At the bottom of the little flouncy thing, I don't know if this is a belt or if this is how she's finished the flouncy top, but there is like a tan. Uh, oh yeah, that's a that's a sort of supposed to represent a belt, I guess. I guess, but yeah. what? The, yeah, the the closer why? you get to this, it is it yeah. is confusing. Who yeah, is, it's what, a, what's it's going a second on? horizontal strap that's <laughs> sewn onto the pant. Um. Uh. To echo um, the the you know everything else, but yes, we do come back, and it becomes like and and um, and Nina is like, 
okay, what happens if we basically take all of these clothes off? Yes. How does the model look then? And it's like, to me, I'm like, ah, Nina. Oh, this is Nina. She's like, I am just trying to find a way to save you this week. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I can... I find another excuse to bring you through. I have to defend you because, you know, Nina yeah. has pegged her for the win. And yeah. she's like, you are making me look like a fool. <laughs> like, yeah. I, it's, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. just what it, that's thinking, what it seemed to me. Yeah. Help me to help you. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so then we go on to Delvin. Delvin. Oh, and Carly says get ready delvin we're coming for you and i was like what um oh man and so uh, so so leslie says what i was thinking yeah that it looks like a cheap church dress she's like i'm sorry yeah but that's what it looks like i was like yes yes that is exactly what i thought about and um but what I didn't think was fair is that they didn't like the tie dye. That was the, that was the one thing I'm like, no, I thought the tie dye was was great, mm-hmm. um, and that should be the least of your critiques about this outfit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Uh, I but I I felt in the opposite way that Nina was trying to to rectify <laughs> uh, Victoria's outfit. I thought this was their way of coming up with an excuse to um, to down play or to find something wrong with Delvin's yeah. outfit. I'm like, wrong yeah. thing, wrong thing. But um, yeah, they hit yeah. the silhouette. Dated is the word that they throw out. Dated, and, yes. Yeah, and and Elaine is just like, has the knives out. Oh yeah, yeah. She's like, this is, we've, we've said this before and here we go, something else that's really boring and mm-hmm. and we've, you know, it's been done. So and I think, you know, Brandon states the obvious that for the two lowest scoring designers, they both had issues with their dye job. And uh, that, that's, that just left them less time for making the actual garment. And I'm like, yeah, so you guys have succeeded in weeding them out with this ridiculously short challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but anything else before they head back to the waiting lounge for their... Nope. Okay. That's, I think that's it for me. Yeah. I mean, and then while the judges are talking, the main thing that I wrote down was how they spoke about Victoria and Delvin. And for Victoria, uh, again, Leslie Jones is all of us because mm-hmm. they're just like, what happened? Oh my gosh. And Leslie's like, no, no, no. Listen, I watched the show. I watched the show. Mm-hmm. I'm a super duper fan. I know exactly what went down and she proceeds to explain exactly what happened, which was what we saw. And Victoria got to the end, saw that there wasn't enough tie dye. She gets some bleach, gets some dye and just throws it at her garment. And that's what she did. And so Leslie's like, that's Mm -hmm. what happened. That's what she did. So let's move on. Um, And also for Victoria, Elaine just wrote on her card. Why? That's the, I think that's the only note that Victoria wrote. (laughs) Which is really good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else before we announce who the winner is and who goes home? No. I mean, I think, you know, there's – they all make appreciative noises. They get down to this thing of, like, uh, that the decision becomes about, like – 
it, you know, are like, do we want to have uh, this sort of conventional thing from Delvin, or are we going to admit that this thing is that that Victoria has done is super crazy? Yes, and I mean, mm. yeah. Mm. So, I mean, what about that discussion? Because I think it's it's like okay. Uh, it's forward looking. We're down to the final seven. Right. Next to right. six. Right. And this idea of who do you want to see more from? Yeah. Is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to see more from Victoria. I just don't. No. But I also <laughs> don't necessarily no. want to see more from Delvin either. I would be okay for a double elimination here. <laughs> You know, if we're coming out of that, because I think there's not enough time to recover, and I think there was right. there was potential well, then, for Delvin. Then, then, then let's get into it. Okay, um, Ernest, who who wins uh, today's challenge? My bracket regret, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Jeffrey is and, the winner. Yes, and and you know, and and. God bless him. One like the Cindy Lauper challenge, and you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, and also, oh, I have to. I'm so glad you brought the Cindy Lauper challenge because there is this moment that he is like, I, I'm so grateful for this, but it's really sad because someone great is going home, and and Leslie Jones gets up and tells him, no, this is your moment. So mm-hmm. she. Does she doesn't let another Victoria moment happen where Victoria because Patricia was really bothered by Victoria like kind of like hedging in on um, his Cindy Lauper moment and so Leslie goes right. up to him like yes. appreciate what you've done and congratulations yeah. to you you are the winner and I yeah. like I think I think Jeffrey needs more moments like this <laughs> yeah in his life. yes yeah yeah he gets he gets a he gets another well earned hug yes yes. I want to hug Jeffrey all the time too, just because yes. like, just to keep him from exploding. Um, yeah. All right. So, so Ernest, I have to goes ask up? you. Oh, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Let me, let me like dial it back. Nayland, who goes home this week? Well, um, in, in a, in a shocking development. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Delvin goes home this week. What? Not Victoria from Moldova and her not, jean diaper not, and her not fancy? Moldova's pride. Wow, Moldova is still there. It's Delvin, and and as I tweeted out, um, I am not exactly going to call shenanigans, <laughs> but. Man, we're close. I'm so close here. I mean, I've already called shenanigans. Yeah. I think I, I, it's just, it just, you know, and it's, I think because I called it early (laughs) when this happened, (laughs) I wasn't even surprised. I was like, all right. Yeah. yeah." And then I went online and I posted the thing on Instagram about Swatch and everyone was like, oh, I'm so mad. Oh, shenanigans. And I was like, wait, what? Why is everyone so upset about what just happened? It right. So right. It, it went over my head because I am I was not surprised that we sent Delvin home, but also because Delvin made the mistake of making something that was 
um, relatively boring against yeah. something that was crazy and confusing. Yeah. And they're always yeah. into, whoa, so many ideas. And I've never seen a diaper on the runway before like that, but in, and it's yeah. not a joke. And so, yeah. yeah, but I mean, so there's, there's some reasons to, and, and people, okay, because of this and because I, I feel like I missed it and I, I did kind of a disservice to everyone by not being like, Oh, wasn't it crazy? Moldova gets saved again. Um, I put up a poll on, on Facebook just to kind mm-hmm. of see how people were feeling about this. And also because I posted it on Instagram, people were already weighing in there. I'm like, okay, let's talk about this on Facebook also. And mm-hmm. I put up a poll and at the last look, 70% of the responders said that Moldova should have gone home. And 30% said Del- said Delvin. So people are still commenting. Yeah. There are people who are defending Delvin. Not not defending Delvin, defending not defending. Well, no, no one's being defended, but defending the decision that they thought right. yes, Delvin should have gone home. Um, but that doesn't mean that the rest of this is feels a little worked. Like we're being a little worked here. Mm-hmm. Um, but clearly, I think it was like a landslide that mostly everyone thought that Victoria, Victoria's outfit was ugh. I mean, and and can we just say like these were separates. Like that one of the things was like take tie dye and make it chic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just on the part was like the Carly's like, none of your tie dye was elegant or chic. That's what we yeah. asked for, and neither yeah. of you did that. I'm like, send both of them home. Yeah. Um, I mean that it was I I mean like if you were walking out of the door in this outfit, like, like assume that you had pulled an all nighter and you had to get somewhere and you were racing out the door and you grabbed like the two things out of like your pile of dirty clothes that smelled the least and you put them on together. Even if you were halfway down the block, you would think about what you had on and turn around and replace one of them (laughs) with something else. Yes. <laughs> in in your your like your your waking dream of yeah. just delirium, yeah, yeah. yeah. even yeah. if you were just like, all right, I've got the I've got the the shorts, I've got like my denim double layer down on the bottom. I'm just gonna like wear a bra, like <laughs> like even that's like better than like this thing that I have up top. Yeah, I'm gonna take something away. Yeah, I mean because the the look on Nina's face when Victoria took the flounce off, she was like, "Oh, I mean." Oh. Yeah, nope, that doesn't help either. Nope, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's it it is zany. It it is yeah. it's zany. What what both of them did. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I mean, this was one heck of a challenge, and Jeffrey tells them to stop it because he's like, "This is the craziest thing that I've ever had to <laughs> live through." Can we just stop this madness? Yeah. Nope. Sorry. No, no. That's Read your contract. Have you not watched this show? Yeah. Jeffrey, it's going to get even kookier. Yeah. Leslie will tell you. Oh, yeah. No, Leslie knows. You've like, got, she knows you've got further it. to go. Yes. Leslie, our uh, fellow historian. Um, all right. So any last words, Nayland, before we say our, our parting goodbyes? <laughs> nope. I think that... Um... Nope. I, I, 
I think that we've exhausted the topic. Mm-hmm. I will say um, just briefly, um, did we did we talk about um, Christian's interview of Swatch in we the after not. show? We did yeah. not. Um, so I, of course, immediately went and watched that. Um, Christian is not a good interviewer. I mean, admittedly, it is hard to interview dogs. Yeah. But Christian's, like, Christian's general interviewing technique was like, mm, what are we drinking? Oh, this is what I think about what we're drinking. Mm, mm-hmm. mm. Oh, think about this. Oh, what about, what has, how does this affect me? Um, like, like, interviewers <laughs> do not bring every topic of, back around to themselves. I mean, even if I am the most fascinating subject <laughs> on earth, I'm, I, I, you know, you give somebody else a little bit of airtime. Um, exactly. Anyway, it is very clear that, um, that Swatch does not enjoy being on um, uh, high stools <laughs> with not a lot of surface area. <laughs> Every time they cut the Swatch, Swatch is sort of, doing this thing that I remember from my Boston Terrier of like trying to get comfortable on this small area. Swatch knows he can't get down from there (laughs) without hurting himself. So he just sort of like resignedly lies, like lies down or is sort of like struggling to sit back up. It's very kind of like, you know, it's a, it's, it's a little painful. Yeah. But Uh even so, I, I think there are people who could have done like much better jobs of interviewing Swatch than Christian. I mean, especially it's like you could do so much with the with the editing. And I think Swatch has so many great faces to make. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. Give Swatch a treat. Yes. Blue. I, well, no, I don't want to hear Swatch's voice. I don't really care about that. Well, but... and then they have this sort of gimmick where they they put um dog treats in front of pictures of the various designers so that swatch can predict (laughs) who he thinks is going to win by picking a treat oh no and and and, um and of course like swatch's eyesight is probably not the best (laughs) and who knows what his sense of smell is like at this point but of course like he he sort of gets over to the first one that he can um, <laughs> that he finally encounters. That's the that's the the one that he picks up and starts eating. Yeah, and that's his prediction. And who's the prediction? Um, who was it? Uh, I can't remember at this point. As long as it's not, it kind of really didn't matter. Okay, it okay. was not Victoria. Okay, good. That's that's all I, I want to know. Maybe it was Jeff. I think maybe it was Jeffrey. <laughs> but then, of course, it's like he figures out that there's food in front of a bunch of other ones and then starts eating that. So it's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they should have gone with the whole negative slant because it's clear to me that Swatch feels put upon whenever they're in <laughs> yes in mood. Yeah. So it's like Swatch, who do you hate the most? And I think that's the best way to use. Christian Siriano because he's all in for gossip and I think that would have been a better conversation yeah. and a more natural conversation to have because yeah. I think they're both snarky mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> yes. I will go back and look at it I did see the interview with 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 Delvin at the end of this and his prediction for the winner is Victoria really yeah yeah Oy. because he says even when she makes utter trash I think that is verbatim. 
It's like whenever she, even if she, what she's making is total trash, the judges love it. And he, mm-hmm. uh, cynically, and I think maybe correctly, thinks he's not wrong. Oh yeah, no, she is. Um, she has been um, paved a road to the end, and he's picked up on that. So, mm. yep. Yep. All, All right. right. Well, we shall see. Yeah. Okay. So, Nalen, mm-hmm. anything to share with our listeners? And then can you remind everyone how they can find you? Um, nothing new to share this week. Um, you uh, can find me on Instagram at Nalen W. Blake, all one word, or on Twitter, the evil website, at um, uh, Nalen Blake, all one word. Ernest, where can people find you? You can also find me on the evil website, aka Twitter, at Ernez, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E. I'm not on there as much as I am on Instagram. Um, and so all of my social mediums are the same, Ernez, and at my website, ErnezDavis.com. And I'm going to promote, again, um, the wonderful artists at the Joan Mitchell Foundation's Early Art Practitioners Program. In the absence of is the title of their exhibition, and it's up until the 28th of February. And uh, the, the link to more information for that is in the show notes as well. All right. Oh, my gosh. Great. Nalen, thank you so much. This is so fun, as always. Yeah. And, always um, the best. Unfortunately, I've got to update our, our bracket uh, battle because you finally lost a person. First blood. Whoa. It is. That's also the shocker of the episode. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Nalen's bracket? Mm-hmm. Still the golden bracket. You're still in the lead by far because we're both down to one each, um, Patricia and I. So anyway, so you can get that update. I'm going to update it for all of us. And then um, and I think that's it. So until next time, uh, we'll both say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.